One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep, it's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Oh, you don't mean that, Chica. Good afternoon and welcome to Core. This is Core talking video games, video game news, games we're playing, and more. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We are all three back together. I think you guys did a great job last week, though. Nice job Thank while you. I was gone. Yeah, that worked yeah, good. Thanks. The only downside was I got home on a Sunday late at night and couldn't put the show up till Monday. So it felt like, you know, oh, they put it up late. But really, it wasn't your fault. It was mine because you no. had to wait for me to get home. It didn't, it didn't stop people, though. I was streaming. And this is a this is one of those things where it was like you shouldn't be annoyed because you should be grateful. Yeah, I was streaming, and someone would come into my stream every now and then and go, "Hey, John, how can I get the latest core episode?" Yeah, yeah <laughs> and it's I... like, you know, that, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, I should be appreciative of the passion for the product, but you know, like, okay, hold on, let me tell you, let yeah. me tell you how you can watch the vod, and when Scott will be back to post it. Yeah, he'll yeah. post what it. What happened to the vod? Is there a vod? I didn't see a vod. Oh, vod. Go to comment on the vods. But I'm glad, no you, VOD. I'm glad you said that. I forgot to put the vod up, but the vod will be going up soon, uh, along with tonight's vod. Vod. That's oh, great. A video on That's demand. A double decker. Yeah. Double decker. Double decker. Perfect. Everybody left a couple of those in the in the ship while I was gone last week. Anyway, hey, I'm back. And I had a great time. Uh, highly recommend that Alaskan cruise if you ever get on one. It's awesome. Uh, we were on like a brand new boat, so super clean and like new and high tech and stuff. And uh, relaxed. Played a lot of Steam Deck on the deck of Ooh. the ship. Yeah. Which I'll talk deck about. Deck on deck action. Yep. Deck on deck action. Lots of deck. Had my deck Rubbing hanging your out. decks together. Yep. So you got a lot of use out of that then, I guess. Tons right? of it. Well, not, I mean, every at least once a day I was on my Steam Deck. Uh, for some period of time because there was lots of like days at sea and you know time where we were just traveling and the whole point of that boat is to find something chill to do and so that was kind of my go-to i also you know read a chunk of a book i'm trying to finish 
I wrote some stuff that I actually shared with you guys earlier. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it. Um, and I co and I, and I started writing a children's book. My daughter and I are working on. So it was like creative time, video game time. That's awesome. None of it felt like work. It was just chill. My wife did great, except she gets motion sick in the f- fourth or fifth day. We had really severe seas and it didn't bother me at all. Like no issues. Um, and it's a huge boat. It's like 17 floors, uh, 3,500 people. It's huge. So I barely felt it, but she was like, oh, okay. We're about midway through that day, she was about to hurl. Um, but the rest of us did fine. <laughs> and uh, it was great. I missed doing the show, though. I missed hanging out with you guys, and I missed all the normal stuff. But I really needed the getaway, and so I'm glad I took it. And uh, yeah. glad I'm back. So here we are. Uh, real quick, I want to start the show out with an email that I just wanted to kind of get out of the way before we get going. This is from Ben, who is not our Ben, different Ben says, good day, gentlemen. Absolutely agree with John and Bo on AI being improved. Uh, sorry, AI being improved would be an area of development I would love to see more of in video games. I remember in Titanfall 2, one of the reasons for the ho- uh, hosted servers was to allow for cloud-based AI processing to improve NPC soldiers that fought alongside the players in the game modes. As for empty cities, I would think uh, back to Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, special features about how they coded and developed swarm tech to render the big armies in the film, and uh, tough that the tech would also be applied to open worlds or thought, I think is what he meant. Not tough. <laughs> uh, applied to open tough. worlds, at least to fill some of the empty uh, sort of sense that people are doing stuff in the cities, like, you know, GTA or whatever. Um, now, he said, love the show, Ben. I don't remember being here for this conversation, so I assume it was one you guys had. Did you guys yeah. have it? was last week. Okay. Yeah, we, we talked about AI as a potential avenue. You know, we were hitting a peak on graphics, it feels like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the generational gap is kind of slimming down when it comes to graphic fidelity, really. Yeah. And uh, Bo and I talked about AI being something that could be bolstered fairly easily for really impressive yeah. results. Yeah. Stop making self-driving cars and make better NPCs. Yeah, like, that's what cares? we want. Who cares yeah, about self-driving Bo wants cars. to throw actual progress out the window and have better video games. <laughs> actual <laughs> progress? I think, you think self-driving think maybe, cars is actual progress? I think like, who maybe cares? we could do... Drive your own cars, both. you lazy schmucks. <laughs> because probably they're not... It's not like somebody was pro programming uh guild wars 3 and went well you know i really want to make a new npc but i gotta go work on these self-driving cars right now yeah well yeah i mean like you know like they're like how do we get this car to not crash into a bridge that it doesn't know is there it's like why don't you just make like elder scrolls 6 better by helping todd howard with some sweet npcs that aren't scripted like I'm biased. I don't drive. I'm a gamer. I see no value in self-driving cars. I'm like, it's a big billion-dollar waste of time. But yeah. you know, my gaming experience. I think we can have both. That's what I think. I think we can have both of these things. I think things. we can no, no, have I, both. I, think, I, think I don't we think they're the same people. Cars. I, <laughs> I think this we should. What I think it ultimately is. Sure. Uh, my my whole uh, take, just to add to this, would be some of the fears in gaming um, development right now is that AI will take jobs of artists and animators. And um, there's some real reason to think some of that's true. For example, we've talked about this, I think, maybe on the show before. But if you're a, a small uh, developer and you're making a game that's sort of battle or uh, uh, Baldur's Gate-ish, you know, four characters, uh, turn-based combat, whatever, just imagine something like that. And those games, when you're creating your team or even your single character, you always choose from a, a portrait, right? You're like, oh, I like that portrait. That's yeah. the one I'm going to use for my avatar. And those in the past have been hand painted digitally or otherwise by artists 
and that's a paid gig and, and so on and so forth. But if you're a small developer and an AI tool comes out that says, uh, by the way, we can generate uh, in like three clicks 4,000 different totally unique, never-before-seen fantasy faces for your fantasy RPG game for people to choose from, and it's, it will cost you a fraction uh, of what it would cost you to hire art out or hire hire out the art for it or employ internally for it. What do you think of that? Well, if I'm a dev, I'm going to say, well, yeah, let's do that. Why wouldn't we do that? And I've seen the results of that, and it looks really good, like yeah. legitimately as good as as you're going to get from from any Bo artist. Shared some of it with us recently, uh, doing there will be dungeons art that look like he could have had them commissioned. Yeah, AI based art. They look like paintings. As somebody who does a lot of art for the work they do. There are parts of this that freak me out because it does mean some of that will be very quickly automated and will immediately push those people aside. But I don't the, think it's the taking of the jobs because that is an issue. I think it's the trivialization of the effort. Right. Like, you know, you, you're like, oh, I worked on this all week. I'm not looking for kudos, but I'm just like, I'm proud I worked on this all week. And the computer's like, here's 5,000 portraits painted in Renaissance thing. Like, why do you waste your time, human? <laughs> like, like how how motivating it is when your hobby is like you know, done by machines all over the world. Like yeah. just cause I know that art is a job, but it's also a passion. It comes from a place of inspiration. It's not sure. It's not like shoveling holes or stapling paper together or job wise. It's not like data entry or some rote thing you got to do day in, day out. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine I sometimes think when I think about game developers, I think about what it's like not to be an artist there. Cause I'm not an artist, but what it would be like to manage a bunch of artists mm. I'm not feeling very inspired today. I can't draw Jaina. Like, get to work and draw Jaina. You, you're bound the clock. You blah, blah, blah. You know, like, yeah. maybe not that abusive, but like, you know, everyone's like, I'm an artist and I'm not in the mood to draw yeah. a thrall. There's today. some of that. And it's like, There's we need some, some thrall. I don't care. Get in the mood. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, well, that- $80,000 says you need to be in the mood to draw thrall right now. Yeah. And the machine's just going to be like, sure, here's 5,000 takes of thrall. Yeah, like, here's a bunch of thralls that you can use for anything you want. And then if you, you're yeah. like one and you want to retake it and just change a little bit you can do that in two seconds and it won't cost you a dime like i i think that stuff from a development like business eye and also just production eye is really valuable and good as an artist i don't like the idea of artists getting shoved to the side for for what like you just said the trivialization of the process um i also don't think this kind of progress can be stopped and i also think there are Parts of this we don't even know about yet. It always reminds me of when Lotus 123 was released uh, way back in the day, and the accounting world thought their jobs were over. They thought they were done forever. Um, this thing's going to come and do all these spreadsheets that you know that we already do, and I mean like literal ledgers and spreadsheets like written down. This is going to destroy us. Accounting will go away. No one will need us. And they were dead wrong. It, all it did yeah. was create jobs, like way more jobs. Yeah, yeah. That automation yeah. just went crazy. So. I'm not, I, I can't quite see the straight line that I could see with Lotus and the accounting world as I, as I can here. It's harder to see the straight line here, but I think there probably is some form of that and everyone will be fine. Yeah, it'll, need to be, more, it'll need to be guided. Like yeah. you more can't, often than not, um, you know, the prog- progress is not the death of jobs. It's the creation of different jobs. Um, not always, you know, there's certainly people that have been outsourced by machines and stuff like that. It has happened. Um, but you know, usually you see a shift in skills or focus, um, 
But I do think one thing, just to clarify what Bo and I talked about, because I, I think this is a whole other thing that would be interesting because I'm kind of with you, Scott, where it's like I'm sort of mixed. I love the world and possibility that it opens up where, you know, you can get so many hits so quickly, you know, like because that's one of those things like you you for your fantasy games and you pick your portrait, right? Yeah. Like everybody kind of picks the same three or four portraits from those and you just see the same thing all the time. Having a wide variety easily is good, but you don't really want it to be at the the death of creativity or someone working on it. You know, we were talking more about um, the selling point for Half-Life for me when people told me about it wasn't, oh, this game looks unlike any other game you've ever played, the original Half-Life. Yeah. Um, it was more you won't believe how good this game is. Yeah. Like the soldiers in this game are smart. If you hide behind cover, they'll throw a grenade to flush you out and then shoot you when you pop out. Like you have to outthink them. It's crazy. And like, I want to see advancement in that direction as far as AI, but you're right. AI asset generation. It also stands to change the industry in kind of a crazy way as well. Yeah. And those things yeah. so, may work together. Well, but. John's right. It's not directly what we were talking about. Yeah, I think. yeah, for sure. Like, I, it's hard but, for me um, not to not. It's hard for me not to lump that in that conversation, be give, given just my own my own uh, biases. You know, but. Uh, yeah, like on that front, in the modernization of work front, I'm like, until they solve, like, who, why don't they make it so no one has to clean a damn McDonald's and clean up after? Like, where's that robot? Right? You know, it's like, oh yeah, we got art and stuff like that. I'm like. You know, I, there's this poor like six year old guy I saw. He's vacuuming a room that no one's using because of bureaucracy. But I'm just like, can a machine do that? That is the most unfulfilling way to earn cash. Yeah, in existence, probably his only option. But I'm like, why don't? Where's that machine? Like, w- get rid of the drudge work. Like, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna build machines that can do, like, if you get rid of the drudge work, then people can just draw. And we don't need AI drawing people. It's because I think. AI is a bunch of hot air for the most part. Like it's kind of a scam industry. I know that there's real AI that's happening and there's real stuff there, but a lot of it is hype mm. hype bubbles in the same way that metaverse is like self-driving cars are like not really going to be a thing. Um, and, and all these like, you know, cryptos, this other sort of, it's not, it's AI adjacent, but it's a technophile kind of technology, you know, that's filled with problems. Um, I think like actual, like, AI. So first of all, AI is not inte- like is artificial, so it's meant to be fake. It's not if it was actual intelligence, it'd just be intelligence. Like when is AI going to be alive? And it's like we're not going to call it AI. You're just going to call it life. Like no one calls a human artificial intelligence. Yeah. So if if we're on that level of Turing test, then like what part of it's artificial? Yeah. So like by definition, it will always be lacking. So I think like all this like we're going to do all this stuff is like farther out than people want to make us believe Mm -hmm. that's why i'm like just focus on video games like that's been the fertilizer for a lot of stuff is is in video games like build good ai uh, logic systems so that you can have unscripted npcs in town that actually care about their lives in the limited scope still artificial they're not fully sentient but give you that like sense of this is a real being in a game for that sort of experience. Like that's a way that we haven't developed. Like, like John says, the soldiers haven't developed far beyond in today's games. What are available then? Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, all these millions and billions we give to the gaming industry, 
Like, how are you advancing the industry apart from buying yourself more yachts and keeping that money away from your workers and forcing them to unionize? Like, like advanced, advanced things, gaming. Yeah. Like, not, not other industries. Like, it's just not exciting to me. And it's just sad that, like, yes, graphics sell things. That's why graphics gets the push because the E3s and the directs. And I love great graphics. Don't get me wrong. But sure. It just that, you know, a lot of money gets poured into sizzle. And, and I think like what makes an experience like a gaming experience, especially one where you're in a virtual world and maybe you sort of get lost in it. Um, what makes a good gaming experience is more than that. And I really think no one pays attention to these things in the gaming space. Like one of the biggest stories was deep mind and Starcraft. Like that's awesome. That was really exciting to me. Yeah. It's not flashy or sexy, but it's actually really, there should be more of that. Yeah. That's sad that there isn't. I think there is. It's just slow. Like it doesn't like you said. No, the it's graph. not happening at all. It's not happening at all, man. Like, oh, I disagree. I disagree. Comp, like, I disagree. Here, let me tell you. Let me tell you the differences. Like, and these are small. Like, because that's my whole point is that they are small. But like, um, you can play games now that literally never have to load anything. They just are seamless, giant worlds where you can go anywhere. And that wasn't always yeah. true. That's an innovation. Uh, faster hard drives, faster tech, faster I/O, faster memory, faster. Uh, technology that then the game developers can take advantage of. Yeah, I there's not the gaming industry coming up with anything. Though. That's the broader technology, right? Like yeah, I guess things, that's true. Ar- areas that gaming houses specialize in where they can innovate. Yeah, but and I think like, I get that they have to leverage better equipment and stuff. But sure. still, there's you know. I mean, all I guess what I'm saying is, if you go play, you know, a Genesis game, and then you remind yourself that it was just 30 years ago, and look what we're playing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of innovation between then and now. It takes I a mean, while. Dungeon Siege yeah. alone was like, "Hey guys, no loading screens." That was that was like their one like microphone drop. Buy our game, no loading screens. You're gonna load one time. Now, if you see a loading screen in a game, you're like, "Hell is this for?" Yeah, what is it? So I'm not saying I, I there's know. no. I'm not saying there's no innovation. I'm saying there's no innovation in AI. Mm. Like, there's no innovation on independently controlled beings. Mm-hmm. within a game universe like we have tons of voice acting to do tons of scripting how about dropping some money and actually a good voice replicator like you can ge- you know talk about generating 500 images of that an ai could do why can't we generate 5,000 unique voices that sound like a real human voice box all machine generated and why can't we program an ai so we'd have to pay writers and voice actors we can have a an actual entity with very basic but still you know we're developing along those lines imagine playing skyrim where the the woman who lives in the village cares about her potatoes and her son and it's all organic so when i play my interact she might hate me because i said something shitty to her and then she might like you because you did a quest for her mm-hmm. you know like it doesn't exist but like that's what i mean about innovating in that direction is like there's absolutely zero innovation I I, I won't go as far AI, as and I'm like that's the most fertile place for it. I, I agree so. that we haven't seen as much as I would like to have seen. I don't agree that it's zero though. Like it, for example, the voice thing you mentioned that exists. People are making games now with um, entire chunks of dialogue that are purely computer generated, and they and you don't know any better because it sounds great. Um, I've I played a game like this recently, and I was shocked when somebody pointed out that the the character I was talking to was not some voice actor with a bunch of pre written lines. It was a dude. There was a game. It was a it was a voice which, which generation in game, and that blew me away. Um, oh, what game was it? 
I'll have to find it. I'll, I'll share it. I'll find it and share it with you. I can't remember what it was. It was something before I left and everything before I left. I've kind of forgotten. So everyone's being defensive in the chat room. And I want to point out, yeah, I'm being a little, um, what's the word for it? Uh, hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. It's because it's deserved. Like you exaggerate for effect. If I'm sitting here going like, yeah, they've done a lot. It's really great. And be fair about it. Like it doesn't actually capture my feeling towards it, which is embarrassing. Mm. Like you're not doing enough. You're, we're still spending $70. I got to get the NVIDIA 4000 ser- 40, 40 series card because of the sweet things here. Lots of innovation to track on that front, but not, not measurable. If you want to start getting the ruler and measuring out progress in centimeters like okay like i'm wrong well as as is typical (laughs) like uh, bo and i and honestly i think this is one of the things that i like about our show and i think is a good quality bo and i agree on very little uh we end up in this but we end up in the same destination at the end like Mm -hmm. bo and i would sit there and go you need to go right you know we need to go left no we need to go right and we would go our separate ways because we can't agree and then we would end up at the same point and go, see, my way was the right way, even <laughs> though we just wound up in the right spot. Sure. So that's a long way of saying that I agree with what Bo's saying. I think the way I would say it isn't that there's no progress, because I think there's been lots, but it, it is small. It is a trickle. What, what, what we actually <laughs> What we actually need is we need someone like what Valve did with Half-Life 2. Yeah, I'm going to bring it back to Half-Life 2 because I feel like they are very good at doing these benchmark experiences where it's like, hey, this is the future now. Even Alex um, is that way, I would I would argue. Based like, on what Bo said like, about Alex, that feels like a watermark, like a moment of like, oh, okay. Well, AI and Alex if, is not good either. If you if you <laughs> remember the if you like, remember the um the demo, the first demo for Half-Life 2, it wasn't like Here's Gordon Freeman. Like, here's his story. Let's look at the narrative of this game. It was, hey guys, we're gonna shoot some wood, and you're gonna think it's really cool the way the wood gets shot. Yeah. Now we're gonna shoot some cans off of a thing, and it's gonna be neat. Like it was a glorified tech demo. Yeah. And it was just like, hey, here's what it is. We need somebody to do that with AI, where it's not just, well, this technology is running under the hood and it's kind of neat and it's kind of cool, and then you know, six months later, another game comes out and goes, ah, well, we put in this thing that's kind of cool. We need a game. doesn't have to be Half-Life. Could be. If you want to make a Half-Life 3, make a Half-Life 3. Um, that sits down and goes, hey, we're going to do a tech demo. We're going to show you how smart this game is. We're going to run you through it. And we're going to show you it. Because it isn't a flashy thing to say that the AI in our game is good. Like, how do you quantify that? The reason Bo probably does believe to some degree that there haven't been advances is because they don't talk about it. I mentioned last week that one of the things that I thought was really impressive that made me go, Oh wow, this is neat was that I was standing in Dalaran in world of Warcraft and the NPCs were walking around me and I couldn't tell if that was intentional or if it was a coincidence. And when I asked the developer about it and he told me it was intentional, he said, we actually have the programming in the game where NPCs can see and identify the player from a conal perspective. And I said, wait a minute. So you're telling me in wow, this old ass game, I can go and hide and an NPC could go walking around the town looking for me and identify my character based on sight. I could like literally hide from them. 
and visually they would have to seek me out. And he goes, yeah, that could, that could happen in the game. They don't talk about that technology. You don't know it's there and they don't use it. That's something I found out from a developer talking about their video game. I'm glad they they have a technology they don't use. That's so amazing. They they don't talk about it because it's not impressive. That's why I think you need a showcase to say yeah. like we're putting well, all it's this also, in the game. I, I, keep, keep I this think in it's mind. a question of standards. I think you're, people are saying like, no, no, they're doing a lot. That's good. My standards of progress are satisfied. I'm saying like your standards are low, and that's the difference. Here's like here's really- what I here's what I would add. I think that that so that example is a good one, John. And it did it do anything though to anyone's core gameplay? Do any of these yet? Like we have these yeah, ideas in our heads that hey, what if every person in this city in Night City. Uh, was thinking for themselves, acting for themselves, and constantly doing things for themselves. It's a chaos generator if it doesn't feed into gameplay. So if they can't find a way to do that, then they might use bits and pieces of the technology to say, well, at least it looks like a lot's going on down there, but really they're just kind of on a routine. But it looks better than ever because it's a routine with some nuance and they're doing things that we couldn't do before. So here's a little innovation, but we can't go full blown or else the city is just a nightmare. It's just dead NPCs everywhere. So, yeah. So stuck. That's stuck in a paradigm thinking because games have a certain model. You don't have to make the whole city AI generated. There's a way that you could use solutions to this where only key NPCs are like this or only key interactions are like this. Or I'm not talking about going from one to 100 with one iteration of game, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it might be a chaos. And by the way, the chaos generator might be fun. My understanding is that that's some, some of what RimWorld is in some way. Yeah. But, you know, like there, there, what I'm saying is there's no progress. I can't measure progress in any way. Like I can measure progress on how great UI has gotten over the years. I can measure progress on how great graphics have developed and tools have, for graphics have developed. I can measure how good sound and music has, has taken over, how, how much narrative standard. I can measure all things and see progress. Interesting um, NPCs and AI beings within a game space, like nobody's doing that. Everything is heavily scripted. And I want those still. Mm-hmm. But there's no AI development. And I really feel like, again, especially in the VR space, like I'm playing Skyrim VR. I love it. But, you know, everything's so scripted. It's so unexciting. You know, and you, you want, I want like unanticipated things to occur. And it really feels like a missed opportunity. That's what we were talking about last week. It really feels like uh, leaving something really, it would be really nice to see some real innovation in an increase in verisimilitude when you're immersed in the game world on the front of quasi sentient NPCs. Like who's working on that? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And you know, like again, and they can be, they can be programmed, they can be molded into a scope. So you talk about chaos generator, but they're thinking, can be limited in in a certain scope, right? So that the lady only cares about her potatoes and her children, and she's not going to pull out an AK-47 and, and do a mass murder on her town. Yeah, but isn't that kind of what you're saying? Is that, isn't that that slowing innovation? That's saying, well, we need to have rules. We need to have... Well, no, because gaming is about the experience, right? Yeah. So like, there are there's going to be rules and, and behavioral uh, f- fence around all sorts of things. Yeah. So you could... Remember, it's artificial intelligence. We're not trying to make intelligences i'm not asking the gaming industry to create fully sentient beings into the game world 
I'm just saying you can innovate NPCs in such a way that they can behave within they can they can there's a scope of behavioral model that they could move in, but yet still um react in unique ways that a script uh is is so uh behind in, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah, yeah. So no, I I, I know, mean I like, agree. I would love that's to what I mean. Like that. this is this conversation alone is probably why at E3 no one's like, you'll never believe the AI because everyone's like, AI means this and what are you talking about? Blah. And it's like, I think people just need to do it and then people will like it. And um, because I think sell, maybe that's why graphics are the selling point. It's just we're pouring the money into the graphics and I think it would be nice to see some game companies pour money into some of what I just talked about. And it, yeah. that's why we're getting cars and I'm like, I don't care about cars. Make better NPCs. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Or maybe, hey, maybe the stuff they learn on the car front would work better in a game. Like, I was just thinking all this, all this machine learning about traffic, which is what is happening with self-driving cars and how traffic behaves and being able to respond to just about any situation. Why couldn't you take what you've learned there and apply it to Paradise City 2? Whatever you know, some future racing game. <laughs> right. I mean, we have self-driving cars. It's in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Right. Right. Like, that, those AIs exist. suck. So let's get some better ones in there. I, you know, I don't disagree. I would. I would rather. I would like to see this stuff more applied. Maybe it's just safe to say, well, we could have this this huge project where we make these things a little more sentient, or we just script two or three behaviors and then we move on. Yeah. You could see why they do that. You know. And the others, another reason I'm being hyperbolic is because you know what's happening in gaming right now. It's not like, oh, they're doing all sorts of grandiose stuff. All the money's going into damn Skinner boxes and psychological traps and, and tricky gotcha games. Like, And that money's not going to further development in the way. The money's going to line pockets of shareholders. It's just getting fracked. It's fracking going on in the gaming industry. And it's like... There's no when the interest is there, it just depresses me and makes me a little upset. Yeah. It makes me want to push hard on this issue that like this isn't this isn't what I want. Like I'm not looking at this and going like wow a gaming in a gaming scenario or diorama I can look at and behold and be happy with or, or proud of. You know I'm sure. just like I, I hate this. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll talk more about this I think because we'll get emails and we'll want to have bigger discussions I'm with John I love these kind of discussions this stuff's great yeah. uh, so thank you for the follow up email Ben and uh, we'll talk more about that stuff later for now though these things a few things going on this week 2077 that is to say Cyberpunk 2077 uh, got a 2023 expansion announced with Keanu Reeves returning in his titular role uh, the game, or this will be its only expansion. They said that, um, but that it will be big is what I keep hearing. It's like it's big or, or big or bigger than the Witcher's entire DLC uh, content is the plan. My here. understanding is that's a big DLC. I still haven't cracked it open yet. So yeah. I have no idea what that means. <clears throat> it's pretty big. What was the one called? The final one that everyone loves so much. Blood uh, and wine. Blood and, blood and wine. Very yeah. very good. Yeah. So I don't know. I have, I have high hopes about this. Um, I ended up playing cyberpunk this week which we'll talk about later partly because this announcement came with a new patch and that new patch had some really nice stuff in it uh that feels like it's a long time coming it feels like the game might be finally fully baked in terms of a technical standpoint although i did have some weird bugs which is fine look open world jank is sometimes a real good time and i don't complain that often it's when it breaks your ability to play the game that that there's trouble yeah but um 
you know. I, I think the biggest problem with uh, 2077 bugs is with how rocky it was at the beginning. As soon as you see something go a little weird, you're like, is this going to break the game? Yeah. Because yeah. in the past, this broke the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so there are these moments of like, ooh, okay. Like I was driving yesterday and suddenly my car just went berserk and I died, I think. I think I died. I don't actually know. Then there was a load screen and I couldn't get out of it. It wouldn't load fully. So I got out to the main menu, loaded my most recent. That load worked and I sent you guys a video of this, I think. Maybe I didn't. But my car appeared in the sky, like way up in the sky. And I'm behind the wheel, first person. And all of a sudden, it's just this car dropping. And it dropped all the way down into the city. (laughs) And the car smashed three NPCs that were working some hot dog stand. And a little dystopian so, future, man. So, yeah. so much for your pacifist run. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually killed two NPCs doing this, and it was in the, the where the where it was situated. I couldn't pull out of there. The car was there forever. There was no getting I've out. I've had some car issues too in that game, so that's not unheard of. Yeah. With spawning. Yeah. I couldn't finish a quest because the car wouldn't let me get into it that I needed to get into. Yeah. That was early on. Yeah. And some, I think a lot of that is solved now. Like, you know, I'm hearing most of those issues are ironed out, but it's, you this know, is the fourth or fifth, like pa- post launch patch, I think. Yeah. Two now. Yeah. So they also, I think in, there's, oh, go ahead. I just think there's still going to be bugs, but it's as, as good a state as it's ever been for sure. Yeah. So that's coming soon. It's going to be called, whoops, I got to click it because I can't remember the name. Something, uh, just, something justice. Value Liberty. Liberty, Liberty Phantom Liber- Liberty. Liberty. Starring, right. starring. It's like the Phantom Menace, but for Cyberpunk. It's yeah, a Solid Liberty. Snake in Phantom Liberty. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the name. It'll be its one and only expansion. It's supposed to be huge. And they said, uh, oh, also this new patch, this one five or whatever the patch is, included the Edge Runner DLC. Um, so that's supposed to be in yesterday's patch, but I haven't seen any of it or know what to do to get it. So I can't confirm that. But that's the only thing what I the, heard is I think maybe you got a, you put a. A headset on in the game to start something or other. Oh, interesting. They did inter- <clears throat> they introduced cross-platform progression. So if you're playing this on a console and a PC, you can share your saves uh, through cloud saves. Nice. Super easy. That's yeah. that is oh, good. that's so great. I played on Xbox and then couldn't play on my PC. Yeah. Before. Now, now you can. I can. Yeah. Now you totally can. You can share that stuff. It also Between Steam and Xbox, it works that way? Oh, yeah. It's on CD Projekt Red server? It's using their good old games cloud thing but it it worked fine i used in fact i did it on my steam deck and it was fine uh, it shared all awesome. the stuff yeah awesome That's it was real cool. good um and then they added to that uh was one other really nice thing they added crap don't remember now oh the console versions are getting uh i think this week are getting uh some big performance bump for series x s and ps5 so seemed like a lot of positive movement actually coming out of those guys. Although the well the Xbox One and PS4 are not getting any more updates, I think after this one. I think this is it for them, yeah. But yeah, it's supposed right. to be a big up a bump for them as well. Um, I'm sure that that will. We'll see YouTube videos almost immediately about whether that's true or not. But um, hey, yep, yeah. Oh, transmog's available in the game too. I oh, think right, that's important. I use that. I went to my. Like, Let me best best in slot, and then you look like. No one would go out of the house looking that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, what, what is going on? Yeah, it's super clown clothes <laughs> yeah. for sure. So I think uh, I think transmog's the way to go. In I have a game. funny story about that, though. So I fired the game up, and I, I thought, well, one of the things I'm going to do when I get to my apartment is I'm going to go in there and try the transmog. And I'm a lady, and I go in there, and my wife's watching from behind my back. <laughs> and 
when you go <laughs> yep, into the I mirror, this goes. <laughs> you just go to the mirror and the mirror has an option. You bring up the thing. Well, I thought it would bring me up in my full regalia and now I can make no. some changes. No, it brings up naked lady yeah. in all of her freaking detailed glory. Sure. Which is pretty detailed in these games, and I just was it's like, just oh, a video game. No, it's I just know. A female body. I wasn't no one expecting needs to be it. jealous. I just wasn't expecting it. That's all. Just freaked me yeah. out. I was like, oh, she. And my wife's like, what are you doing? She knows. She yeah, knows. The, the characters in that game go commando. Like, there's there's no one. I don't think there's an underwear. I think there. Option. I think there is for the bottom. I don't think there is for the top. Well, this one wasn't wearing jack. Nothing. It was her no. birth clothes. I think um, it's so weird that a game that is on style puts armor points and skills on armor. It's just not that game. That's like I a medieval game. A hundred percent agree. Like anytime a, a a cyberpunk type universe game doesn't have a transmog option, at, at the very least, I'm I'm kind of in the same camp of like, why are you putting armor points on it at all? Uh, I, shouldn't that be a hundred? Shouldn't that be a body mod, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget my forget my jacket. Shouldn't I get like a metal plate in my chest to deflect the bullets? and then who the hell cares what jacket i'm wearing like Mm -hmm. let me be riddled with terminator holes and stuff (laughs) like those universes are so about style and flair that it's it shocks me if transmog isn't an option well it's there now number one on the list they got outfits now they got uh well maybe they had them before i don't know how easy they were to use but you can do full outfit systems and i'm probably not i'm glad the transmog's in there because i really hate i really i'd be like oh i like this well it has 10 less armor points i better put on the thing i don't like you know like yeah yeah. yeah, like John's right, or they should just do the paramilitary thing, which is you're wearing a giant armored suit. So, because that's in universe, how in the future we protect from hyper bullets by wearing, you know, a plasteel exosuit, then you're just going to look like you're wearing an exosuit. Like, live with it, you know, like, yeah, you're trying to, yeah. I, there's, I have a lot of criticism about Cyberpunk 2077. That's one of them, but I really love that game still. Like, I really like the game, but like, man, it gets some things like so. Bleh. So yeah. that's a good fix. Transmog is a plus. I agree. I, I just started playing it again really seriously because I just have been waiting for, you know, when is the right time to dive into the game? And I decided to do that yesterday. I really having a good time. Like, it's cool. There's some cool stuff in there. You guys remember the early on missions where you learn from Judy how to how to enter people's memories and then scan parts of the room that they were, yeah. you're not, you're out of the body and it digitizes everything. It's very cool. Um, oh, what do they call that again? Um, I'd never brain, gotten that far. Brain dance. It's BD. 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 There you go. Real. Brain dance. Yeah, brain dance. I really thought that was cool. Like from a gameplay yes, perspective, I know it was there at launch. I just never got that far. Um, so you did the one in the, the um, Arasaka Tower? Yes, yes. Yeah. That, I'm that, whole, that whole section is awesome, right? Like, yeah, it's good. Whole. It's just cool. Like, I didn't expect all this detective work, and it was actually fun to do, and scrubbing on the timeline and looking for infrared and then looking for, for heat signatures and cold signatures and all that. I thought that was yeah, so yeah. rad. The brain dances yeah. are a big, big highlight. Honestly, yeah. that was the biggest problem I probably wound up having with the game. I had plenty on the way, but once I finally got to settle in and play it a little bit, yeah. I think my biggest issue was that I, I feel like the game really peaked with that tower mission. Mm. And it felt like a lot of what came after that felt underwhelming by comparison, yeah. which isn't an uncommon problem for CD Projekt Red. I, I, I think Witcher 3, a lot of people will point at the Bloody Baron as being a high point in that game, and it's pretty early on. It's early, yeah. Um, 
Dijkstra's pretty good. The whole but there is there there's a lot of good moments in there. There's a lot of chasing chasing dandelion around. Come on, like at one point dandelion is banging like twelve women, and you got to go talk to all twelve of the women he's banging. Yeah, to find dandelion. Yeah, like. There's a lot of peaks in Witcher 3. <laughs> Those three crone... The, I don't know if I agree with that assessment, but you're right that Arasoka Tower is a high point in the game, and then there's a lot of more mundane... I would I would say like you're, I agree with your opinion. I like the tower, the yeah. fallout of the tower, the introduction to Keanu Reeves, the fallout from that. It, it's, a, it's a very high point that you're like, all right, let's hit the ground running. The and pedophile at, quest is pretty decent. Then you're at like a donut shop, and you're like, what are we doing? it's up and down there's some pretty good ones though i think that there's still some good main missions for sure yeah but yeah the, the tower is definitely memorable but i've started like five or six games so i also remember it the most yeah you played them uh, you've played the most um, of us for sure out of the three of us you know, no question you know hanging out with judy's kind of fun i like judy kind of have a crush right. on judy river yeah like uh, no, the there's other guy, stuff the other in guy. there. It's the same with Witcher. I'm just saying that if you say this is the high point, it's it's frequently at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a pretty high point. Can I yeah. can I um, uh, can I uh, romance Judy? Do you know? Is that a possibility in the game? If you're a girl, then yes. Oh, she's she's into girls. Well, I'm a girl, so I know because I was played a dude character, and then she like I tried to romance her, and she rejected me, and I was like, oh, okay, let me just hung out. And I like Judy, still a lot. friends, but I misread the situation. But then there was Pan Am waiting for me. We got to bang in a tank, so you know it's all good. <laughs> wow, that's good news. Good time. That's good news. I guess. Yep. Need more AI going on there. I think for the banging. Um. All right. That's awesome. I, I will talk more about it later, but I, I feel like maybe that game's time is finally happening. It is for me anyway, so I can't speak for everybody else. Uh, we also know the so the anime uh, that this is based on, which isn't even out yet. Uh, that deal, that bit of DLC I mentioned, the uh, Edge Runners stuff. We know who's in it now. Would you like to know who's in it? Listen to this um. list. Listen to this yeah, list. There's this, a list. I don't know most of the names. There's just a few standouts in there. Yeah, I, I know like, a few. And one of them, I'm like, man, he's in everything. Gets now. around. Uh, we'll start with him. <laughs> there's a, the dude named Faraday, played by Giancarlo Esposito. You may have heard of him yeah. from yeah, everything that's, else. That's him. Yeah. He, he just turns up constantly. I was like, yeah, I've, everything I watch, I feel like he just pops up in at some point. You're going to run into him. He's like the new Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it's a shocker to see that. Not really. I expect him to be in everything now, so it's fine. Uh, we know Matt Mercer. He plays Falco. Uh, let's see if some other names here. Stephanie Wong plays Kiwi. I like her. Uh, Zach Aguilar. I don't know him. But anyway, it looks fun. I, I keep hearing yeah. this is good. I've heard good. It was mainly for Giancarlo and Matthew Mercer. Those are the only two names I really recognize out of this. But I was yeah. like, oh, damn. I've heard good pre-press on this. Like, people are actually saying it's good. So It's a studio trigger joint. It's going to be good. Yeah. Tell, we went through this last week. I don't think John needs to hear me talk for an hour about it again. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. Full, Most full passionate. Faith. I would put it down as just the like, yeah, let's let Bo talk about it. And yeah. I did not expect the level of pa- passion I got out of him when I, I love asked Studio him about Trigger. It. I love Studio Trigger. And this is the like one of the highlights of the year, this anime. Like, oh, not because it's cyberpunk, just because it's a trigger joint. They make good stuff. I get it. I like their stuff. I don't think they're universally liked, but yeah. I like them. I'm 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 here for it. Uh so sign me up. 
Uh, all right, moving on. People are using their Steam Deck. I might be one of them. Uh, for accurate Wii U and 3DS emulation. Honestly, that's why I put this on here, was I was like, have you tried this, Scott? Because I know you're trying many things. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, if I were to say hypothetically, <laughs> uh, would you be familiar with the concept of uh, Wii U or 3DS-style games? We'll just say style games. Uh-huh, style games. Uh, on your Steam Deck. How's that working out? Well, it's working really well. So the, so the, the big difference or the reason that it's unique or, or interesting that 3DS and Wii U games in particular are being emulated well is because those are consoles, if you recall, that were primarily, not entirely in the Wii U's case, but primarily dual screen kind of things. So yeah. the games where you would play on the big gamepad on your Wii U, your television played a role in that. So the gamepad might be having something going on while something else happened up here. And of course, the 3DS and the DS before it were all about two screens. And DS emulation has been around forever and they've come up with ways to handle that on the same device. But the unique thing here is uh, there are ways now, and I've done it (laughs) with a couple of games, for you to say, take a 3DS title that you loved, uh, let's say... What's what's the uh, Fire Emblem one? Uh, uh, whatever it's called, Fire Emblem 3DS. Fire Emblem. Yeah, I can't ever remember. Attack it's of the my favorite clones. one. It's armies so good. of shooting or something. Yeah, our, army. Uh, <sighs> Fire Triangle and plus. <laughs> You're not far off. Em, em, what's it called? Dragon Emblem. What's the series? Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Fire Emblem. Yeah. Fire Emblem. Army of. Um, awakening awakening I'll just look it up it's yeah, awakening it awakening i love awakening awakening so is awesome and uh so i that's what i decided to try this on and it uh, and i also own the rom you know the actual cart so i felt better about this uh but it 100 percent works like no issues um and it looks great that's cool yeah you can that's play it cool. now you can also play it there's a way to play it just on the deck um because it turns out you don't need the stylus side to, to do much you really don't need it very much so you there's different layouts where you can have it be tiny and in the corner and bring it up only when you need it uh or gone all together which some games will support that uh or if you really need them both you can stack them it makes things a little small on the device but there's ways to do all of that anyway but this like splitting it between two screens thing is what's kind of unique here and it totally absolutely works so yeah it's pretty rad i haven't done any 3d or uh sorry um uh, Wii U stuff at all, but I've done a couple of 3DS games, and I was I was impressed how easy it was to set up and make it. Try work. a game that rhymes with Cario Maker. Uh, I haven't tried that. That's a good one to try, right? <laughs> yeah. The Cario Maker or the Cario, yeah, Cario Baker. Maker. Cario yeah. Baker. We'll put a B on there just to. Yeah, yeah. It's where you baking cars. Yeah, bake cars. Congratulations, you gave it your best effort. Says Cooking Mama. So, does this run off the Steam UI, or is it sorry, not UI, but OS, or do you have to install? Uh, like, it uh, runs. They call it to bootstrap it. In or so yeah, like you do have to do. So you just run it in desktop mode, and then install this thing, and then you never have to go there again. It's really easy. Uh, the stuff. Oh, I, I forgot about desktop mode. Right. So okay. So it's called Deck or EMU Deck is the place I went. EMU They have everything you need, and it's super simple and automated. Um, piece of cake actually and it does it handles everything so if you're trying to emulate SNES Super, uh, NES Game Boy Game Boy Advance freaking PlayStation GameCube all of it uh, it's all in there and ready to go if you have the ROMs to play they don't give you any ROMs um, but the uh, setting it up is really really easy so I recommend a mouse and keyboard if you have it just to 
and in a way because there's the game a lot of the games are both on pc and xbox mm-hmm. the steam deck is, is a xbox emulator well it also does if nothing's if nothing's exclusive it's you know like sure basically you know. well plus it does i just it, think it's funny that's all <laughs> it does a really good job with game pass as well it's an incredible game pass device um for, Do you for, install that using Steam Desktop? No, but you use you're just doing the cloud, you know, X Cloud version of it, so you're streaming. Got it, it. got it. But it works. So you great. Get, get PlayStation games because I know God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn and Spider Man. Oh yeah, and, are all and all of those like, you just mentioned, they're all deck verified, meaning they're all like ready to yeah. rock. Don't have to do anything special; just load it and you go. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, one day, one yeah. day there will be just gaming device manufacturers. I love this thing; it's my favorite thing in a long time. Anyway, there's that. Moving on, James Gunn almost made a Hitman movie instead of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Whoops. Are we glad? We're probably glad, right? It <laughs> probably works out best for us. It's probably a net positive, but mm-hmm. uh, I would be curious to see what a James Gunn Hitman movie looks like. I yeah. feel like whoever has the rights to that should be like, hey, James Gunn, when you're done with Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Peacemaker yeah. and you know whatever else thing you're working on, yeah. uh, why don't you come make Hitman and give the world uh, the true Hitman movie. I'd be uh, fine with that. I, I, think, I think Hitman deserves better. I think it could be great. I, I feel like Arcane is setting our expectations a little high on the track record of video <laughs> game movies. Remember, they're mostly not good. They're mostly <laughs> so, bad. You're right. They are, but I, I have faith in James Gunn. Like, it, here's, the, here's the reason why I think a James okay. Gunn Hitman movie might actually be good. Okay, go. Because Hitman exists in a weird place where it is both extraordinarily serious and extraordinarily stupid at the same time. And that is exactly the sweet point for his movies. Like it fluctuates between the, this is a serious situation that should be taken seriously. And here's something completely dumb. That is also really cool. Um, And I I think that, I think he could pull it off. If anybody (laughs) could, I think he could do it. Uh, they certainly haven't done it the other two times they tried. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Although, right. okay. Did you say why he didn't end up doing it? Uh, he did Guardians of the Galaxy instead. Yeah. Oh, just, so not enough time. He wanted to do it, not enough time. He wanted yeah. to do it, but they turned him down. He had a Oh, that's him. right. He, yeah. They turned him down, and yeah, he did Guardians. And instead. then he went and did Guardians, which, you know. Uh, oh, so I, we wouldn't have had Guardians. Maybe it would have been like... It just been Oof, a different director, you know? probably. Would have been yeah. like uh, just a different director. I mean, it might have been fine. It, I don't know. Do you, James Gunn's great, but it could have been Taika Waititi. It could have been. Could have been. Yeah, anybody. like yeah. It, it's hard to wonder how much is the Marvel machine versus the director themselves. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I always wonder that. Yeah, I do wonder about that too. Honestly, um, yeah. I think it. Well, in the Star Wars side, I think they get really up in their business. I think on yeah. the Marvel side, they've been more willing to let the style come through for the director. I, yeah, maybe. I suspect Although, it's getting a little more Marvel machine-y. Yeah. Who, who was shows. it that was supposed to do Ant-Man that basically... Oh, uh, t- um, guy, speaking of Peyton, Hot Fuzz. Peyton um, Reed. Yeah, yeah, the guy who did no, Scott Pilgrim and... Yeah, that guy. Oh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah, Edgar Wright wanted to do Ant-Man and... He he basically said he couldn't work within their limitations and stuff, and he he left. So, yeah. but I, I that also was in a phase where it felt like Marvel was doing more control, and they lost a lot of directors, and you heard about a lot of issues and and things like that. And I yeah. feel like after that, because uh, a lot of those movies were met either middling or bad, 
And then then you start seeing things like the Thor Ragnaroks and stuff like that, where it feels like they got a little more freedom to be who they wanted to be. Sure. So yeah. that knows? being said, I don't know that might come around because Taika did the Thor four. Did anyone? I didn't even go see it. It's like I it saw it. Happen. Yeah. I, it's, but it's everyone okay. was like, it was a collective meh. Yeah, yeah After, I know people. I, I, there are people that really hate it and are really down on it. I thought it was okay. I, like, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as Ragnarok, but I thought it was all right. It was yeah, fine. all right, all right. I'm well, waiting whatever. for it. It'll be on Disney Plus in like a week or something. It's on right now. I Is it? Did it on, hit? Yes, uh, today actually. Ow. I think it was a today thing. Everything's a week off in my head because of my trip. I can't think straight. Disney doesn't do VR, does it? Steam three like D. I mean three D movies. No, I want. I want to. I need content. I need video content for my VR headset. Oh. Well, there's and some. like I wish these streaming services would actually stream like stream the 3D versions of the movies for those of us with 3D TVs or VR headsets, which can render 3D. Yeah, but can't find it anywhere. Wait, can a Rick, if you just had like Avatar, which is a 3D presentation, you can it works s- way better than wearing glasses. It like because it's really? stereoscopic. It's just it's beautiful. Hand in glove. Try and get you 4K on like. I want 4K 3D versions of movies. They look great in VR. Holy like. Huh. In lieu of an actual side by side 180 video presentation, which barely exists, just amateur movies of people clipping their toenails and stuff. Yeah. But like, um, movies are fun experience, cinematic experiences. They work great in 3D, even if it's a flat screen. It there's none of that red and blue like hue at all. It's yeah. just perfect. It's <laughs> just like oh, I see depth. It's cool. I did not know that was even a possibility in VR. I had no idea. I thought yeah. it had to be. I mean, you know, you could watch like a virtual flat screen in VR space, but I didn't know you could get 3D out of it. That's cool. Yeah. Well, if you go to the, it's the reason I figured that out is you go to the big screen app on yeah. the Oculus store. Yeah. Um, they'll rent you movies. I just, I, I don't want to rent movies and the prices are kind of expensive. I was kind of hoping for a streaming option. Yeah. Um, you can't, and they're old. It's all like Transformers, like G.I. Joe. Like they're not good for, <laughs> they're not good 3D movies that I want to watch. Yeah. But you can watch the trailers. So just check out a trailer or two and get a sense for yourself. It's like, oh, damn, this oh, works. I'm, I'm going to have to try that. I did not yeah, even know. Yeah. I thought it would I just. I didn't it. know either, but it makes sense. It's stereoscopic right in your eyeballs. It just works. Nice. Yeah, um, all right. Next up, Jason Schreier, always on the uh, Johnny on the spot with his stories, I suppose, has confirmed two new Assassin's Creed announcements from Ubisoft coming this weekend. Supposedly one set in Japan, the other set in the Roman Empire. I thought there was a third that was in Iran. Um, yeah, we talked about that last week, yeah. and they kind of confirmed it, but I, I don't know now. I mean, maybe that's the way you fight leaks. You just leak a bunch of other shit that isn't true. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing one in Norway and we're doing one in, in La- Laos. Uh, yeah, was, uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Omaha is coming out. Yep. And <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, I don't. I don't Assassin's know what this Antarctica. It's like just ten penguins and a couple of whales. I'd be into it. Um, I actually am really into the idea of feudal Japan. I really like the idea of the Iran one because it's just, I don't know, ancient Arabic society sounds really interesting to me. Um, Roman Empire seems cool, but we kind of did that with uh, Cassandra and that whole business, so I don't know. It seems like a crime to have made that many Assassin's Creed game and not done one. Like, there's no assassins in Japan. I agree. You know, I know. Like, yeah. Ridiculous. The- it continues to be the strangest oversight. Maybe they, they're like, we got to get this right. If we're going to do, if we're going to do, they this, may have done one of those do little side scrolly ones. Did they do one in Japan? I from- think they might have, but come on, that's not what anybody wants. Yeah. 
I mean, those people are cool. Want, those are okay. People want the the cinematics from uh, the Total War game, where like you have a little string and you hang it over someone's mouth and you pour a little poison on the string and it drips in their mouth while they're sleeping and they're like, "Yeah, I'm an assassin." Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Like, and also like but ninja ninja bamboo walking, right? Like yeah. at the top of bamboo stalks where you bounce off the bamboo and sure. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, like there's ninjutsu, of- like just think ninjas, like the little like ass- ninja means assassin. It's literally like let's make a game full of ninjas. Like who hates ninjas? No one. Yeah. Nobody hates ninjas. Pirates. Nobody. Nobody does. You're right. But then that's when you do the sequel. Yeah. How many pirates are there out there? <laughs> who cares about pirates? Assassin's Creed Pirates versus Ninjas. It's the yeah. it's the follow. Let me see if I can find the name of the one I'm thinking of. Was it Rogue? Let's see. Uh. Yeah, Rogue was a sidey, scrolly thing. People really like that game. Uh, and I can't. I'm find sure it everyone was like, "Make a full, make a mainline game of this, please." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was the one I'm thinking. of was Chinese, not. It wasn't set in Japan. It was set in China. And yeah, then the and other good one. Good point. Chat room. Sir, Doctor Tolbert says samurais hate ninjas. Right. So like the samurais be chasing you down. You're running on the bamboo stalks, and they're throwing. Uh, Size at you and you're deflecting with ninja stars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we clearly that's how it all works. <laughs> we got it all figured out. I love <laughs> that's, it. That's that's ninja science. <laughs> yep. Don't need AI to figure that one out. We got this <laughs> exactly. Ninja you know. Science. Yeah. But seriously, that it's like like Assassin's Creed is literally ninja's creed. Like the two words are interchangeable. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> like it's. Ninja it, it better be. This better not be a misdirect, John. Yeah. Thank you for your the nervousness. Now I'm like, because this actually sounds amazing. Yeah, I would love this. Great. I want yeah. Japan, and I want this to happen, and I'm excited because it's all I care about from Ubisoft, anyways. These AC games. So this weekend we'll find out what the hell's going on. I don't know if we're going to find out about three games though. This feels like a, sh- a show where they're going to talk about the one that's coming next, and I think that's the Iran the Iran one. So. Uh, it's Jason Schreer. He's got a good batting record so oh i'm not i'm sure he knows about these projects i'm just saying i don't know if ubisoft's going to announce them you know what i mean maybe yeah maybe and they've never done that before they always announce the next game they never i mean it seems a little bit painting yourself into a corner to say like the next three assassin's creed games are in these locations when you haven't finished the first one you know what i mean like it's a little getting ahead of yourself so yeah maybe one of them is a side project it's possible the Japan one's a sequel to the one in mention, and our dreams will forever live on in the dumpster. Yeah, they could. The old dumpster. AI dumpster. Uh, or I mean, Assassin's <laughs> yes, Creed. why are there no AI in dumpsters? Jeez. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> They're worried about driving cars? My dumpster's so stupid. Why Think about they... the encryption algorithm for actual d- diapers. You could squeeze them into so much more space if you had an AI figuring out I how to want AI-generated dumpsters. Why can't they determine what people have been thrown out based on their region and the NPCs populating? Damn straight. No yeah. more. You know what? Let the smart dumpsters separate the recyclables from the non. Why are we doing it? Yeah. Although seriously, like if you're going to do self-driving cars, like make it garbage trucks first so that, you know, no one has to be a garbage man anymore. Yeah. Like it's uh, no shade. It's a job. It's hardworking. I have a family member who's a garbage man, so I got to be careful what I say. Mm. But, um, you know, there's no shade. It's a living. It's a hard living. But nobody wants to do it. Nobody's like, I'm this life is beautiful. I grew up and I get to throw at other people's trash and get their saucy egg disgusting yolks on my legs. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and their diapers like fall in my hand by accident. If they don't close up their nobody nobody wants this. So like let's 
let's be charitable to the rest of humankind and like use AI in benev- benevolent ways instead of trying to make rich people richer with NFTs and you know self-driving Rolls Royces and stuff. I like your saucy egg uh, phrase. I'm going to use that again. Saucy egg. Yeah. One time I put it's a garbage a bag into Scott Cooks. Is yeah, what I heard. that's right. I One time I put eggs. a garbage bag into a rainy. Um, into a rainy like garbage bin and then water splashed all over me it was full of maggots oh yeah that oh, happened Once. that's gross did you get any yeah and mouth? i'm like that's what garbage people garbage people that's a garbage <laughs> garbage person's deal <laughs> i don't know what's the right word garbage. everything is like gender uh gender discrimination no, it's waste, or just it's, it's waste disposal experts that's what they waste like waste disposal ex- great uh wait waste 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 spurts <laughs> waste spurts <laughs> Yes, our waste disposal experts. Like, why don't we just make it so no one has to do that? Did you, ever, did you get any maggots in your mouth or no? No, they were just like chest high and lower. Just, But it splashed, so it was like a symphony. Oh, like, I had dude. a whole village of maggots on me. And there, I, of course, I had an audience of friends there, so they all laughed at me. That made it better. That's awesome. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Was one of them Crofton? So we have to mention him today. We have to say his he, name. He, yeah, I think he was there. Yeah, okay, I think he was there. All right, it was Crofton. like twenty years ago. It was a long time ago, but Crofton. I still remember it because you know, apparently, Game of Thrones maggots are helpful. But I did yeah. not know that in 1999. Sure, <laughs> so. it's an ancient way to clean up all the goo. I guess I don't know. Clean if up your king. Yeah, clean up but your uh, king. Put him in the maggots. Yeah, one of the Anyways, detectives sorry. from you brought up AI. It's my trigger word for today's episode. Sorry, you know, I, I was. It's definitely not I'm your like safety. A dog, word. you want to make me go. <laughs> Um, yeah let's see if i can sneak it in later we'll see what happens anyway uh that'll be this weekend so watch for that hey twitch hosting is going away you can no longer slash host anybody or soon you will not be able to so rip my stream everyone it's been fun yeah the only reason i have viewers is because of scott's uh, hosting of my channel like i look at my insights page like 80 percent referrals from (laughs) (laughs) like well my twitch career is over no one else is gonna find me i think it's a bummer i appreciate it did they have they detailed their reasoning for this because i think it's a really robust feature that should stay i don't get it i read through the article and everyone the consensus is everyone's kind of baffled they just announced they're doing it because I guess the it's deprecated and not worth using. But that usually means no one's using it. But I think, <laughs> hey, hello, Twitch, I'm here. Is anyone? Yeah, we're right here, buddy. I mean, I use it. My I'm, entire career is based on Scott's hosting of my channel. Like, how dare you? I like I like I, doing I like that. it. I like the auto. I like the auto host options in Twitch. Although I have found that it doesn't always work. Like. I thought I had it set up and I went to my channel one day. I knew people that I have on auto host were streaming and it wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But, uh, I, I always thought that that was nice. Um, you know, uh, they're not getting rid of rating, are they? No, like, raids are staying. Thing. You can still do raids. Yeah, Cause I raids do like fun. that. And, you know, that Brian Dunaway and you Scott are the source of my channel doing raids, but, yeah. uh, I agree. Like hosting, I think is a cool feature. It just seems like a feature you shouldn't get rid of. Like, yeah. Seems yeah. weird. Yeah, you got yeah. the infrastructure. There must be something else by root. Something else changed, and they have to root this out because it's deprecated. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But they're not saying is the problem. Which people just say, like Twitch, just say, say it's a oh well, we're revamping the whole underlying code, and this isn't getting enough activity where we want to spend a lot of time converting it. If that's it, then just tell us. I don't like not knowing. All right, you rat bastards. Although sub to my channel. All right. Oh, here's they've said why. Viewers want to interact with a streamer when they're live, and host mode blocks this from happening. 
Well, like make it not through. block it then. You just well, you just click through. Like get to the channel. Like you don't you don't sit on the host channel. It like no. shows up in your following, and you're like, oh, this guy I followed is hosting this other content. Yeah, click creator. him and go. Click. So I think this is there's if a people reason. are too dumb to figure that out. They they need the patch, not Twitch. Yeah. Plus, even if they're dumb and they can't figure it out, just put up a prompt that says this is being remotely hosted. You want to go check that dude out directly right now? That's yeah. not hard. Maybe they have data that suggests most people that use host mode don't click through. Maybe. So yeah. maybe yeah, that's why they're that's taking weird. it away. I have some we have some tech friends inside there. Maybe they'll write us. It's been a while since I've. I'm just curious because, like I said, like you guys do what you want. I, I, I enjoy the pleasure of using your services at your, at your win. at your pleasure. Because you know, like I'm not a big streamer and have no influence in any way. Sure. On that, but, um, you know, I use the, the my entire subsistence on Twitch is based on Scott's generous uh, rehosting of me. <laughs> I'm like, well, happy to do it, but I I feel bad for anyone out there who's got like a big channel hosting them because mine's you know whatever it's okay, but like somebody who's really got a channel and they're hosting smaller smaller folks, I feel bad for those. They they're not going to get that benefit anymore, not directly. Well, see, I, I average like two hundred to four hundred views on a stream after mm-hmm. it's done and tells you that. So sure. if that starts going down, then I'll have your answer for you. So. Yeah, I guess we'll find out more on that as we move forward in our streaming lives. Um, okay, here's some good news. The good news is I have a Sony story and then a Microsoft story. The bad oh, news is is the first story about Sony is also about Microsoft. The second one's all about Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Now, a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago when I was here, we had a nice discussion about the new PlayStation controller that's kind of like the elite competitor. So we had one of those already, but it was a couple of weeks ago. So I'm just, just putting it out there. to stave off yeah, Xbox people get weird. emails. Yeah. People get weird. PlayStation stands really get up in your face. So do, your, so do Microsoft ones. But th- I, what I'm saying is don't have weird ideas in your head. These are just two significant stories this week. So here's this one. Jim Ryan is dishing on the Call of Duty deal. He's Jim Ryan over at Sony. Uh, <laughs> Not to be confused with Jack Ryan, who was the president for a little while. Right. And- <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, not Jack Ryan, action uh, CIA representative. We're talking about this guy. presidency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not talked about very much, but well documented on film. Yeah, correct. Uh, Phil Spencer brought up a private discussion in a public forum saying the Microsoft deal for three years was in- inadequate on many levels, he says. So basically, the complaining right now has been Microsoft has said when we seal the deal with ABK and we buy all of this, Call of Duty will still be on Sony's platforms for at least the next three iterations of the game. And they haven't promised anything past that. They haven't said they'll pull it either. But that's kind of all they said. Yeah. And but Sony, to be a little nuanced about it, Phil yeah. didn't say three years. Phil just said we want them on the platform. Yeah, that's correct. So what Jim's tattling on is that yeah, they've only committing to three years, and yeah, and three years is inadequate considering we've had Call of Duty for twenty years. Yeah, they don't like this idea. So there's backroom wrangling going on, and then Phil's out here being like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna have Call of Duty on the PlayStation," and Jim's calling bullshit on Phil Spencer. Yeah, well, that's because he's like this is private backroom conversation. Yeah, we're still negotiating, but now he's going out telling people things, and we're not anywhere near settled on what this needs to be. Yeah. So he's he's actually maybe rightly so if they're in the middle of negotiations. Yeah, and and feels that they're putting pressure on PlayStation to make an agreement by publicly trying to get the zeitgeist on on board. Meanwhile, 
maybe three years isn't a good contract. It doesn't sound like a very long contract length to me. No. For for to make if I was working for Sony, I wouldn't feel like, oh, you know, three years goes by in like a snap. Like, you know. It sounds existing to me. They probably already have this deal. Yeah, I think the I mean, three that years. Was, that, that was no, no, no. If you, read the artic- if you read the article, they're negotiating. Yeah. So mm. these things go up for renewal. So they're, they're in negotiations about the future of Call of Duty on PlayStation. Yeah. I just mean prior, um, prior to this, they would have had a deal. Activision would have had a deal with Sony. And that whatever that deal is, they have to honor. Unless they're going to just throw it away and start over. I don't know. Maybe that's what the negotiation is. Is to start over because because no, no, they're saying that right now Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years. Okay, yeah. At, but that's after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. We don't know how long that deal. Yeah, that's the one I thought was three years, but maybe I'm maybe they're just two totally different timelines. I think Phil wanted you to think that that deal was three years. I don't know if that deal is ending or not. Who knows? Yeah, uh, that does shed different light on it because. The general consensus off uh, before was that the current deal in place was for three years and that they intended to honor it, not, hey, we're working out a deal and right now people have said three years and we're going to honor that. That's a different story. So Mm, mm. who knows? I still think think Microsoft is going to commit to as little amount of time as possible because, Mm -hmm. again, a lot changes in a couple years. Sure. Um, it, It doesn't. You know, who knows what the gaming landscape looks like in three years. It's easy to look back and go, oh, it doesn't change that much, but it does. And I I think Microsoft wants as minimum a commitment as possible, and Sony doesn't want the deal to happen. I think the deal's going to happen, and I think, you know, maybe there's a chance Microsoft has to commit to more. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Call of Duty comes off. Maybe they don't come to terms. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Call of Sony. Call of like, Sony. <laughs> how hard is it to make a military shooter in 2023? Yeah. Well, if you ask Sony, it's impossible. Yeah. If you ask Microsoft, anybody can do anybody it. Anybody can so do it. So it just yeah. depends on who you ask. Yeah. It's a very, very who you ask dependent, this particular argument. Um, all right. Moving on to the actual Microsoft only announcement. There's a brand new Elite controller for Microsoft with a lower price. 50 bucks cheaper than it's been in the past. Other than that, not a lot changed. There are some physical differences. It's got this white body, rubberized grip thing with the, the black grips, shorter trigger locks, and there's also a Design Labs version coming that you can customize. Yeah, uh, so we actually, funny enough, talked about that last week as well. Uh, was not really the Elite controller, but the Xbox Design Labs where you can customize the colors on your controller. Yeah. Um, Typically, the elite versions of controllers are not on design labs. Like, they right. are what they are. You, you get the elite, and it looks the one way. Um, but they did tease that the elite was going to be coming to design labs. It doesn't look like it's going to have the same level of customization as the other controllers. It looks like it's probably just the bits that are white you can get in one different color. Yeah. Um, but at least that's some variety if you're like, well, I don't want black or white controller are we getting licensing fees for this uh what do you mean well it's the core controller i'm looking at the title xbox elite wireless called the core core model they call it the core model oh geez i don't know hey phil spencer 
For three years, we'll make sure yeah, you can keep listening. your podcast. Come on, dude. I thought we had a parasocial relationship here. <laughs> you can What's keep it deal, for three I'm years, sure. Bo. For three years straight, you can have the core show name. Imagine having like a, three different controllers. You could have Scott controller, John controller, or me, and it would be like our face somewhere on the controller. Oh, yeah. I don't want my face I don't want on that. the controller. No, thank no. you. All right, then it's just the Bo version. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'll, I'll design a version of a controller. I don't want my face on it. No. Oh, sir so this is 50 bucks less than the current one i think that's pretty great price wise um if you like the elite controllers that's you know one of the reasons to hold you back is maybe cost but it's 50 bucks cheaper now if you do design labs on this that you'll pay the 50 back i'm sure to do that i did this by the way not the elite but the i have a controller i did on design labs to i think we talked about it here whole reason i did it was so i could talk about it here so if i didn't i'm a terrible podcaster but i did that no, we did talk about it did we okay I, I, and I really like that controller and I like the customization. It was really cool. So if I was ever going to get an elite, which I may grab one of these finally, yeah. John, you got the series two or something, right? The, I got the very first one. First one. Okay. Um, I, I hope, I hope it holds up. The new one holds up better than the series one did. Yeah. My rubberized grip started to come off. Oh, um, but you don't want that. That's why that the was the series one. It was a long time ago. I used it for a long time before it happened, but uh, it did. Um, but I would be I would be tempted to do a Design Labs one as well because I don't want just a, a white one or a black one. I want to I want to pick some colors. I do like and this. Uh, I do I do kind of like the black grip white body though. I, I'll admit it does look good. Yeah. I mean that's what I use right now. Right now my main controller is a Series X white controller. Yeah. Um, I, I specifically got the white one cause I thought it looked pretty slick. And I think with the, the rubberized grips on the side, it looks even better. Yeah. The one I made that had made on the design thing is, or on, uh, the labs was, a looks like a B it's basically a yellow body, black under, under parts, black buttons. And it's just like a Hornet and I really like it a lot. <laughs> I like yellow. All right. So there's your, there's your Microsoft news. Uh, I did want to mention a couple of other quick things. Tencent acquired uh, 49.9% of a, min- a minority stake in U- Ubisoft. That is barely a minority stake. And, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a massive stake in the company, but a minority stake, I guess, by one point or whatever. Um, it is, uh, it made their shares crash. Uh, after the news, they tumbled oh, hard. Shit. I, I missed that part. Yeah, it, I saw that it really earlier. Really made today. their shares crash. Yeah, I think they just. I don't know if this just happens because they know it's a reshuffle of who's getting money and where it gets funneled. And I don't. I don't know. Maybe this is normal, but they took a bit of a dive. Yeah, I don't know enough not to like um, want to be dramatic about. You know, oh my god, ten cents the worst. They bought shares and made the thing go shitty. Yeah, five percent uh, voting is all they get though. So. Yeah, I've got some complaints about Ubisoft, which I will air later. Oh yeah, that's but right. You've got an early one. I, try, I tried using their service and was not happy. Yeah, I am not happy currently. I'm an unhappy customer. You're unhappy. Oh, I got one more piece of Sony news. I'm sorry, Sony. Uh, everybody, this is exciting for me as well. PS5 added a 1440p output on compatible TVs and monitors. So prior to now, if it was 4K, well, it was 4K, and you had to have 4K. If it was 1080p. You had the 1080p content, or you got shrunk down to the 1080p. You had no option for your 1440 output. Now you do. So does okay. Xbox uh, X do 1440? Yes, they both. Uh, I don't know about the S, but the X Series X definitely already had this option. It had all, basically it just makes it so it works for whatever you got. So 
Well, no, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's a good it is thing. good. Yeah, because I have the Series S, so I never. Anyways, I really underestimated the power of higher resolutions, which will be fixed this week onward. Oh, oh yeah, but, we, um, that's right. Yeah, was, we've heard we've heard word from Bo that he's upgraded a thing and has changed his life. I'm not once done again. upgrading, but uh, I had an, an upgrade that was life changing this week. <laughs> wow! More later. All right, later. more later. There's a little hint for you. All right, uh, should we do it, dear Martha? I think these, this sounds fun. Let's do this. Um, yeah. Dear Martha works like this. We take an old issue of a magazine in this case. Sometimes there's Steam reviews and stuff, but we're taking EGM, that's Electronic Gaming Monthly, issue 196 from October of 05, uh, which was a few months after the last time I barfed ever. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yep, July of 05. There's your metric. You got it. My barf streaks runs to today, last time I puked. Anyway. Yeah. I know it was you. I don't like barfing. And runs and pee streaks. Like Look, if I had to, trifecta. I should have barfed twelve other times since then, but I never did, and so I have the streak. You have a strong stomach and a strong will. That's You've got the will of a dragon. Yeah, or or a real hang up that I can't seem to get rid of. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that was a long time ago. So we're gonna take one from issue one ninety six. John, anything special I need to do here? We're all good. Uh, no, I've got two letters and maybe a response. The response isn't very good, but you guys might want to hear it. So I'll all let right. you decide when we get to the last. Here letter. comes first. I just like to hear your Martha voice. Yeah, Martha voice is great. Here's Martha. Here's dear Martha number one. <laughs> My dearest Martha, I, I'm tired of seeing so-called fans of video games all wearing the same t-shirt bought at Target, JCPenney, Sears, or some thrift store. They all wear it around town thinking they're the biggest fan because they have a shirt. A few minutes later, another person walks by wearing the same shirt. Wearing those cheesy Target Walmart shirts make you, makes you look like a poser and a cheap ass. Yours in this life and the next, Ducky. I think oh, I Ducky. wrote this. I like the name Ducky. That's I, I think I wrote this. Mike's been, because Mike has a little kid. Yeah. And he keep his mom keeps sending him shirts from Walmart that say, like, gamer. And I'm like, don't buy your son that. I keep recommending him things. <laughs> And he, uh, yeah. anyways, they're such noobs. I, my, when we, his poor when, son, his poor son. When my daughter had the, the baby, she got him a shirt that says a player has entered the arena. I thought that that's was cool. okay. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, all right. Got, that's all right. Uh, look, I think that things for, especially babies, are okay. Um, you know, we had some, we had some stuff for our little guy that was, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I think we had a player three and then I think we had a, I mean, I know the one I really liked that we had when we came home from the hospital, it was a typewriter and on it, it just said plot twist. Yeah. And we appreciated that because that's yeah, what look. his existence felt like. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a surprise, this baby. Yeah. My message out there to the world is just if you have a kid and you want to buy them gaming clothes, do not buy them from Walmart or Zellers or the Bay or wherever. Go to T Fury, go to Jinx.com, go to FrogPants.com. Yeah. And get a classy, tasteful, awesome shirt. Yeah. Okay? Do it. Thanks. Get it done. Your kid will thank you. Be yes. a cool parent. That and said, I've bought a few shirts from Walmart. They're, really <laughs> they're cheap. I don't yeah. blame you. They're cheap. They're comfy. They like they just they wear better sometimes. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, and I think of those Filipino children all the time that made them. I think of them all the time. They got no yeah. money. That had to work as you know uh, child labor and made those shirts for me. I think about those kids. That's right. Yeah. That's hope they're right. good. I hope they have a good Christmas. Thank all right. You, child labor. 
<laughs> I'm not pro-child labor. I hope that doesn't come off that way. I am anti. Um, all right, no. here you go. I'm going to play this one for your second letter and uh, enjoy. My dearest Martha, I come to you with a problem. My parents won't let me buy M-rated games. Oh. I'm underage. Despite the fact that I lack about half the awesome games out right now, my parents also continue to hinder my gaming further by taking away the internet connection to my PS2 and my PC. They don't understand online gaming. They think it'll expose me to things unneeded for my development. Help! My rents suck! Yours in this life and the next... Steve M. Oh, Steve M. The plight of the 2005 teenager, man. Yeah, I might have written this email, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we do have a response on this one, right? Martha does respond. It's not great, but it's maybe worth hearing. All right, here's Martha. My dear Steve M., if only there were more parents out there like yours, Steve now, be a good little talk and stay away from the big people games. Yours <laughs> forever, Martha. Be a good little top? Tot. Tot. Oh, Todd, okay. What do you think, Todd? Is that top. Your top. Oh, top. Like, you know, BDSM talk. Like, oh, jeez. Oh, I was like, be a good little know, like, top. Like a spinning toy. <laughs> but I was like, no, like bondage. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, hear. that's just where my mind went to. I'm like, why is she calling him a top? I didn't hear top, but now it's all I can hear. So that's great. It's 2023. Uh, sorry, I forgot what an innocent top is. In 1980s, I would have been a top, a toy. But like in 2023. It's, yeah, no, very different. It's all BDSM all day, I yeah. guess. After orc massage, nothing's the same. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I got to go visit the Smurf Village. Oh, you got a Smurf Village visit, do you? All right, take we're a gonna, shit in their town square. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> we're going to take a break uh, real quick and uh, he's going to go drop off those kids. We're going to be back. And when we do uh, more from core, so don't go too far, everyone. We'll be right back. I was going to find some music to play. That almost all rhymed. That was pretty good. It was more pretty good. Core. Here you go. Head out the door. Head out the door. Core. You know, they don't. Why aren't they using uh, AI to get the paper delivered? They don't need to make you be it's doing true. the paper delivery. <laughs> Actually, it's true. I think without realizing it, I launched into a political tirade. We had a family gathering this past weekend, yeah. the pool and stuff. Yeah. I launched into a political tirade and didn't realize it till 20 minutes had gone by. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, shit, I'm that guy. I'm the uncle that just went nuts on, you know. Whatever it is, sure. Politics. Well, yeah, anyways, not, we don't need to get into it here. But. It happens. Um, all right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, as you know, we were just on the precipice of discussing the games we played. And so I say, why not just jump right in? The games we played this week. Scott's going to give you a quick top four rundown. Of the games he played on his trip, on a deck, in in the in a boat with thirty five hundred other people. He's always on my own though. Although some I want to hear boat stories. There were some kids going, Dad, what's that guy got over there? What is that? <laughs> yeah. And one kid I said, like you said you were the youngest person on that boat. There were a couple of kids, but we were definitely the youngest couple on that boat. <laughs> okay. Like, the yeah, youngest, youngest adults, adults. I'll put it that way. But there were a few kids. Right. Not very many kids, actually. It was almost entirely old people on scooters, I swear. That's well, sad for those kids. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go on a trip with a bunch of old Yeah, people. it felt a little weird for them. But anyway, the one kid goes, is that a switch, Dad? I heard him say. And another kid was like looking at him, pointing, and I held it up and went, oh, look at this. 
<laughs> like showed to the kid. <laughs> Look what I got, sucker. And he kind of hid behind his dad's leg a little bit, uh-huh. you know, which I don't blame him. But anyway, here are the games I played the most of. I was surprised just how much I played of Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Yes, that nice. that's right. The heady days of 2012, 2011, whatever it was, back in my hands. I think that game is actually pretty great. Deserves a sequel. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played the Re-Reckoning, but I played the first Reckoning. Yeah. 100% of the achievements in it. Whoa, it's that's good. big. Yeah, it's a good game. It's, it's really fun and holds up and looks great on the Steam Deck. Plays just beautifully on there. Um, I, lo- I really like it, so I'm playing the hell out of that on there. Uh, number two, Cursed to Golf. I haven't talked about <laughs> okay. this yet. I gotta be fair, because I am guilty of constantly calling out bad video game titles, uh-huh. so to balance this out, I just want to point out this is an amazing video game it title. It is an incredible Whoa. game, too. So I'm excited that both you like the name. I'll bet you like the game. Um, it is one of the most interesting, fun takes on golf. It's a roguelike, or they call it a golf-like in the, <laughs> in the description. Uh, yeah. Made by some one dude made this thing. Beautiful uh, animated 16-bit graphic-looking treatment. Like, really nice. Like, super pro. Uh, amazing music that reminds me of like Sega games from back in the day. Just, just really excited music. Um, anyway, the idea is that you're a pro golfer and you die because you get hit by lightning while you're out playing in the, in the rain during a big, during a big championship. And, uh, after that you get sent to purgatory basically. And because you're a pro golfer, purgatory is a giant set of golf courses that are nightmarishly hard to like get through and you have limited number of balls you can use and the you know you basically play a roguelike from there uh trying to get out of purgatory and you're dealing with bosses they're all incredibly well written and and animated and funny the gameplay itself is 2D uh like side to side kind of golf it looks like golf. a 2D platformer but it's not a platformer no it's go- it's golf you don't But really it's mean. a metroidvania that looks like you get abilities and stuff oh yeah you get cards uh and these cards are abilities like I get three extra balls or this ball explodes when it stops or this one can do a dead stop wherever I want it to. I just have to hit this button to, to make it do it. Wow. It's a this very sound, this cool is game. really impressive. I'm watching the trailer. Yeah. It's really impressive looking. This looks, Hey, here's a unique idea. Take golf and mix it up with the Metroidvania yeah. uh, and, and make it roguelike. Like yeah. I'm like, that's basically it. Oh, Oh, this Oh wow! What a what a brilliant series of ideas, and it it looks like well executed. It's you know, really good. Style. Yep, yeah. they got like power meters, different clubs you can use. They keep all that stuff oh, pretty shit. simple, but uh, different terrains. So if you land in the the sand pit, you have to use a wedge. You can't use a driver. You can't use an iron. Um, it's not you know the the physics are are good, but this isn't meant to be like hardcore golf by professional standards by any stretch. It's video game. golf. It's video game golf for sure. Um, this is fun. I didn't expect this to be so much fun. Every, a whole bunch of people recommended it. They're like, Scott, if you're taking your deck, you've got to get this game. Get it, get it, get it. It was on sale for like 14 bucks or something when it launched. And I was like, well, I'll, okay, I'll pick this up. And um, I I fell in love with it. I played this so it's much. It's brilliant. Like, I'm just watching. I'm, like, I'm really impressed with. Yeah, it's really good. Hard, like, There's too. a lot of different, like, there's TNT. There's, like, de- like sand traps. You can redirect the ball, I think, too, mm-hmm. which makes it. Yep, you can make it do a U-turn. Uh, you can spin the ball while you're in the air and make it roll one direction or another. You can kind of really fine-tune that as well. Wow. There's shortcuts you can do by blowing up TNT boxes. You get extra holes or um, holes. You get extra balls by 
hitting certain statues like this gold one will give them an extra five i think anyway um it's hard but fair don't you don't feel like you're just getting reamed all the time um and I really, really like it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put. Oh, this is impressive. I encourage everyone to go check this out if they're not a believer. Because like, yeah, I hear golf, and I'm like a groan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you look at it, and you're like, oh my god, like this looks. Uh, yeah, it's so much. It looks more. like fun. It's like Peggle style fun. Like I'm like, oh, this. Yeah. I'm glad you said Peggle because there's a chaos to it a little bit. Like the ball's yeah. like, where is it gonna go? I'm not totally sure. I'll do what I can, but I don't know. And anyway, fighting the boss. There's the the bosses are dicks. Like. <laughs> They'll turn the place upside down sometime. They're from hell, I guess. They are from hell. Um, so you're in a purgatory, but it's all golf purgatory. And every time you lose, it goes, ah, you're once again cursed to golf. And then you got to go golf more to try to get out. Um, I've gotten decent far, not super far, but uh, it's good. It's a good one. I'm going to give it a big fat thumbs up. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So check it out if you can. That's awesome. I also played uh, third on this list, a lot of Gunfire Reborn. I know, uh, John, didn't you dig into this a little bit recently? I played it last week. I played it a little bit (laughs) more, but I didn't put it on my list. John talked me into buying it last week. I still haven't played it, but he talked it up so much that he pulled one of his... Oh, my gosh. You you know one of his John specials where he's talking to one of us about a game and we end up buying it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Last last week's episode cost me $20. (laughs) I'm I'm thrilled to hear that because I want to try the co-op and I haven't yet. Um, I I, I haven't even played yet, so I haven't installed. I'm looking forward to trying it. game's great, dude. I dig it. It's a little it's a little wordy i continue to have a problem <laughs> with how wordy it is like when you look at a new weapon i'm like oh all the stats and stuff yeah. all this text like it, i just feel like somebody needs to to do a twitter pass on this game like as soon as i start reading the abilities it's like everything seems a little more needlessly complicated than it should be it's like is this a chinese game? this like, ability does no. this uh, uh unless you do this and when activated on this it will give you a this percent increase to this it's just like i have no idea what this does because i lost the thread in the paragraph it took for me to read it <laughs> but i did shoot the gun and it seemed to do a good job so i guess i like this gun yeah um I think the biggest problem is that a shooter, you know, is frantic and it's fast moving. And I had a similar problem with Borderlands. Like you get in that shooter zone. And that was what I told Bo. Like the, the thing this game does great is the shooting. The yeah, shooting is very, very awesome yeah. in this game, which is the hardest thing to do. Everything else is, you know, it's nitpicking. But the shooting is really solid in this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, and when you get in that zone of shooting and action and all of that, the last thing you want to do is go, okay, let me come to a complete stop and really read through and think about how does this relate to my skill tree? Yeah. Now, let me break this sentence down into into its structured parts here. Mm. Um, it just, I feel like the thing that it could learn from games like World of Warcraft and stuff like that is it needs a UI language where visually they could do some of the work like i don't remember what half my abilities are called so when you give me a block of text that tells me how it impacts my abilities i don't even remember what the name of that ability was but if you were to show me the icon for that ability i would know exactly what you were talking about without needing the block of text right it needs a pass like that for me to uh, to kind of keep in the rhythm of a shooting game Mm. um it's a small nitpick that's not going to bug some people. And it does do, 
and this is probably what I should just go off of, is it does give three stats, arrow up, arrow down, and then just, okay, John, you're too dumb to read the text. Just go off that and yeah. you'll do well enough. Sure. So, but, so um, it says a Chinese developer. Oh, is it? Oh, I it's, thought it was... Duoi Network, European, uh, in, headquartered in Guang, uh, Guangzhou, China. Yeah. And you're probably dealing with localization, because I have this on Dyson Sphere program. Welcome to the world network. You mm. are the flyer. You know, mm. like, it's just... it's. I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Like Genshin Impact has a little bit of that too. Yeah. So, pro- like, it, your point still stands. It could use a pass, but I think you have to accept it as part of the charm. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen, I, I uh, thirteen bucks right now. So it's off thirty percent off. Good time to get it if uh, people have been holding off on it. I mean, it's new this year in terms of, or no, last year, last uh, fall um, for getting out of early access, which is where I first played it. And I'll tell you what, this thing is glorious on that Steam Deck. It plays so good on there. And um, I love it. I love this game. I really like this game. I'm not going to deny what John is saying, though. The 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 stat stuff, uh, you, with the guns especially, you just kind of go, well, if those arrows are pointing up, I'm taking it. But there's a lot of, re- you're right, there's a lot of stuff. And, and you don't, I don't think you have to get too banged up in it, but if you're a real tweaker about games like this, it's going to maybe bug you that you had to spend more time reading than you meant to. But John's right. You can kind of just go for it and play the game, and it's great. The game's great. Yeah. I yeah. love it. So we all own the game. There's multiplayer. Should we? We should co-op. Make a date? Yeah, let's do it. Gunfire date. Coop. Gun, gunfire date. Coop. I would love to play a little co-op in there. I have no idea how that plays. I've only done the single player, but it's a very fun, great way to... I could. Uh, it didn't require an online connection to play, which was good because that... That uh, that cruise had shit internet. It was so bad. Oh, good. You could play just local. Yeah, that's great. It was yeah. so bad. Uh, and then finally, into the breach. Not much to say there because we've all played the hell out of it. Into the breach is awesome and it plays really good on the Steam Deck. So I played a bunch of that on the trip as well. And then I want to make a, sm- a tiny side mention of um, a mobile game, Jetpack Joyride Two on on uh, Apple Arcade. Uh, Jetpack Joyride One was a very popular game back in the day. And um, when it first came out, this isn't like an early iPhone game. And uh, it was very popular, but it was kind of a side-running, you know, random endless runner kind of thing. And it was fine for what it was. People really liked it. It was kind of a high point of of that kind of game at the time. Well, the sequel is uh, amazing. <laughs> like, they, hmm. they, they took the core gameplay, but then they built all this cool stuff around it. Like, there's even like a factory that's perfect for mobile games. And, none of, and this is Apple Arcade, so none of this has any microtransactions. None of that stuff exists here, all right? So it's just play the game. But the things you do wait on that are time-gated are like this factory thing that you can click into. And while you're gone or not playing the game, it's accumulating uh, gold in the mine. It's accumulating these other crystals in another mine. It's accumulating these blueprints you need to get new weapons Uh and when you go in there and check on that stuff, you just, you know, collect them, boop, 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 get your stuff, uh, go back into the main game um, and keep unlocking uh, new stuff. If you've played that game at all and you remember the gameplay of Jetpack Joyride, you'll definitely know how this game plays almost immediately. But man, is it a cool full package. There's so much cool stuff going on. Um, I hope this ends up other places like the original game did because I think it deserves to be on other stuff than, than just phone. Um, but it's also nice because it only needs one button to function. 
it's a literally a single button game. So using a touchscreen is not annoying at all because you're just, you know, holding down to to float and shoot and and all of that. Um, it's a it's an amazing sequel. And if you have Apple Arcade, you can get it right now. So worth checking that out. Uh, that's it. Right. Oh, and I also, when I got back home, I played a bunch of Guild Wars 2, Cyberpunk 2077, and The Ascent, which I will hold off comment on until we get to Bo, because I know he just... He just did a run through that game, and I want to. Are you planning on playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven long term, or do you just check things? No, I want to. I think this is time for me to go all in. Um, You're gonna beat it. I'm gonna. I don't know if I'll beat it, but I'm definitely gonna play it. I mean, prior to this, I bought it, had it, poked in my head in there, saw some gnarly bugs, and got out and said, "I will wait till they fix this." And I've waited that long to fully play uh, Cyberpunk, so. Whether you know if it holds my attention and I can get all the way through it, then yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? I gotta admit, I'm curious to dive back into. Yeah, I don't know why I'm just kind of drawn to it right now. I think the hype, the hype around this patch and what they're doing next year is helping. And you know, I don't hold grudges forever with games that piss me off when they launch. Like if there's a problem at launch, you know, things like No Man's Sky have really paid off in the long run. And I, I, I have some forgiveness for that sort of thing. I don't give up on it. So that's kind of my attitude about this. It's like, well, I haven't touched you in a year, but I'll touch you now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's yeah, what I played. too late to touch. That's right. And I played, I, sh- I should mention on the Guild Wars 2 front, I played a bunch before I left and then a bunch since I got home. Um, I really like Guild Wars 2. And I think for now that's going to itch. That's going to scratch my... Uh, my MMO. We're gonna scratch. try to play together at some point. We should. I, I friended you. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, no, I haven't been in yet. Yeah, I should go on. I think you were request. beating the ascent, but I have you uh, friended. So, yeah, that part seems too pretty many, easy actually, games. and you can transfer servers with no money. Um, so I kind of yeah. like that. It looks free. I just hope it doesn't reset progress. I don't think it will. I think this probably won't. But, you know, some games when you server switch, you reset your. Oh, I don't think so. Stuff, I, I don't think, think that's going to happen. No, yet. no. This is the, I think you you got a level 80, you're taking them with you basically. It's wow it's wow style. You just you can't do it willy-nilly. You can only do one one of these per 7 days. So, yeah. It, yeah. but that's who cares cuz we're just trying to get on the same server, so but is enough. I think it sur- switches all your characters. Like you have 5 slots. I don't think it's per character. It's like your account moves. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. I'm okay yeah, with that too, but cuz I tried be. to start characters on a second server. Yeah, because I wanted to try out all the classes and it wouldn't let me. Oh, so weird! Like you can only log into your home server. So. Well, I'm liking it, and I keep forgetting that the glider's in there. So when I fall off a cliff, I just die like WoW style, and then I go, "Oh shit, I have a glider! I didn't have to die." <laughs> it's like a major part of the game. I anyway. like the Raptor. I've only gotten the Raptor, but you know what? You know what's even good about that game? It's just mounting. Like you're just, oh, it's you great. just press the space. You just you just mount. There's no uh, summoning bar like mm. in World of Warcraft. You just hit it and, and get on. Dismounting, you can do like a spinning kick when you're just. Dis- I'm like, why isn't this World of Warcraft? Like, why are we still insisting on channeling before mounting? Like, this is so great. It's pretty it's good. Ridiculous. The only yeah. time I can't mount is when I'm in a special instance where they don't allow it. But for the most part, yeah, you just sure, mount where sure, you're at. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, great. Yeah. But for overworld travel, yeah, why not? Like, what's no. the point? But I'm going to keep. I still feel like a noob in there because there's so much to do and places to work on your stuff. Even at want- max level, it's just like. 
I don't even know. I yeah. wonder if you could figure out how many times you've mounted in decade of playing World of Warcraft. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Multiply that by the number of seconds and just think about how much of your life you spent <laughs> waiting, waiting to for mount. a mount to appear. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, is it a day? Did you lose a whole day to just oh, the mounting? Depressing. That is I wish depressing. they would release that stat. I know I slash. would resub so I could log in and get that stat. Yeah, me sad. too. I'd want to know how many yeah. times I mounted and waited for that wait, that mount bar. Yeah. There, there you go. Wow. You need a kick in the pants as far as your numbers go. Put that in your log, infographics. Log in today and find out how much time you spent casting your mount. <laughs> they should do that for the entire playbase. You know, they do like 10 million people logged in. This is like they should put 500 billion seconds waiting to mount, you know, in the year 2022. They should do that. Did you, ins- did you install any of the mods, Bo, for the... the Not the yet. I'm meaning to ask you about the mods because uh, the game looks okay. You know, it, it's like fun enough, but I'm like, oh yeah, this could use some enhanced beauty for sure. We need some Maybelline yeah. up in here. The, ma- yeah. <laughs> the, the shader thing I'm using looks uh, looks real good. Um, so I'll send yeah, you links. Yeah, even just like little touches, it doesn't need much. But there's like there's like a lack of trees and foliage. It's very geometry world in, in some ways. But yeah. but I've been told it gets better in the later expansions too. Oh, for so sure. I'm in, yeah that's the mmo problem like join realm reborn awesome mmo and you're like what is this mm-hmm. trash like you, you know like it's like stick it out it gets better and i believe it and i've seen video it does look like it's final fantasy gets better and guild wars is kind of like that too where i'm like i like this mmo mm-hmm. but yeah it looks old <laughs> it, yeah. looks, it looks you know it's, i don't know you know i'm playing higher fidelity graphics games this is like eh. But I think I, I like gives me the MMO taste. Yeah, that's without, what I've been missing. The, I feel, the slog, you know. I feel like I've missed that a bit. Um, and this world, you know, I like how they they have a different way of handling that. Like open world content is just different than your typical talk to a quest giver kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just I just appreciate a more I don't know a different. Speaking take. of AI, it has an actually interesting way of doing quests because, like, what'll happen is you're on. Like, I was on my Raptor, and some NPC comes up. It's like, "Hey, do you have a minute?" Hmm. And you might be like, "No, go ahead and you just move on." But if you actually talk to them, they're like, "This caravan's about to move out; needs protection." And then it marks the caravan, and the caravan's going to move out with or without you. Yeah. But you can go and choose to help the caravan. And then there's this whole. It's a. It's the same as like if you picked up a quest and had to do an escort. But other players can jump in and it's like organically happening in the world. Like, mm-hmm. like that caravan's moving, whether you're protecting or not. And if you don't protect it, they die. And then you can see their corpses sometimes in the road. Like there's this sort of discoverability and organicness to it that isn't locked to a strict, like go to this hub, do 10 quests, move on to next hub. And it's like checklist MMO at that mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. which I kind of really like because, you know, you can choose to do the stuff or, or no, you know? Right. Right. Like it, it's not part of a checklist. You don't have to have done that quest. Right. Skip lots of them, you know. So sure, sure. Yeah, I like that. I find a lot. that interesting. Yeah. It's it's neat. I'm I'm gonna keep at it. Uh, it's just as I like having a game where I can do stuff, have TV on on the other side, relax, just kind of play, you know. And there's some some cool stuff going on in there. So yeah, I'm gonna hang around that game for a bit. Uh, John, your first note here is is that Opus Magnum was back on Game Pass. That game's cool. <laughs> That game is awesome. I love Opus so much. It's really good. It is is an amazing game, and I saw it pop back up on Game Pass. It it was one of the first games I played on Game Pass back when it started. And uh, I saw it pop back up, and I was giddy. I installed it immediately and went right back in. 
Um, I was a little sad that there's no save of data. It wasn't like, hey, welcome back. You're back in. It was like, fresh start. Go through the tutorial. I was like, ah. Yeah. I probably should have bought this game. I like at it the enough. same time I still though. Probably like, should but. at the same time, how much would you remember? Because I think it's yeah, one of those games of too, where it's like, what does this do again? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't remember. Build. Wouldn't remember a thing. Um, it, that game is it's so such fun, a good though. game, though. Yeah. I, it it is just amazing. So I'm not even. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's a puzzle game. I guess I should say what kind of game it is for people that don't know. It is a puzzle game in which you build. Simple machines, simple routines to perform simple tasks with a, a light, very light story around it uh, based on the fact that you're doing alchemy and stuff like that. Mm. And it's just cool. It's just mm. it looks cool. It sounds cool. Uh, when you make a, a puzzle, when you finish it, it, it literally lets you just create a GIF of your puzzle in action. That's the best part. Look how cool my machine is as it's doing its thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gives you a report uh, based on everybody who's been playing the game on where your machine fell as far as cost, how complicated was the design, how expensive was it? Because the game doesn't even really like limit you. uh, And that's part of what makes it so fun is they don't come in and get all snooty about it. And they're like, no, you have to do it for this amount of money. They're like, no, just build it. But then we are going to judge you at the end. And we're going to be like, hey, you maybe spent too much money on this project. People yeah. maybe don't want to spend yeah. that kind of money for a face cream. You yeah. got to bring it down a bit. But mm. it's uh, it's it's like awesome. it's like a, a logic puzzle programming in factory floor. Yeah, yeah kind of like kind of all those sort of tags. <laughs> Because you're right, you can make an inefficient machine that solves the puzzle. Congrats, you passed it. Yeah, but then it's you know you'll want to optimize it. So even if you finish the puzzle, you're like, well, you're not really done. If you can think of a faster way, like you said, a more efficient way. I love this game. It's, it's a yeah, really good game. Yeah, and I forgot it left Game Game Pass. I I'm not used to them coming back. So that's cool. Yeah, came so back on I, I might I, buy it this time because it, it's, it's worth just buying. Because yeah. now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, I can just reinstall it. You know, I don't yeah. know. I think this one's worth the. Yeah, it's it's an awesome game. So yeah, uh, can't say enough about that. I also tried to get into Guild Wars Two. Uh, be like everybody else, I did. I it's like to be clear, I I did play for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I installed Reshade, so I have Reshade running oh, for did? it. Okay, to help get over some of my other little hurdles here. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's. It's good. Like I, I the, the biggest problem I ran into is all it really made me do was want to play Final Fantasy XIV, which is then yeah, what I ended up doing. Yeah, because and your that's game. not a judgment on Guild Wars Two. That's not me going. My game's better than your game, so nobody get tribal about it. It's a comfort thing. One of those games I'm incredibly familiar with at the moment, and it feels like a like like your favorite shirt. The other game feels like a shirt you just bought. And yeah. like when both those shirts are hanging up, you gotta you're gonna probably lean with the one that feels comfy. I do this all the time. I totally get <laughs> it. Um so I, I'm getting there. It is so to Scott's point, like it is a great game for I'm playing this while I'm doing other things. Um, you know, I I don't I'm even hesitant to make the comparison, not that I'm trying to compare them to Final Fantasy fourteen. Because one game demands your attention, demands you you know you go through a story and focus and learn and all of that. 
this game feels like the perfect like i want to be in a world doing cool things and that's what i'm going to do and it's the, the game rewards you for it. it's like here's a map you want to go jump on top of a thing and get credit for questing to do it go do it you want to go check this thing out go do it you want to go do a puzzle thing that just popped up go yeah, do it yeah. like it's really really good for just kind of running around and interacting in the world um, I, I do think it is a good game. Reshade definitely helped me get over some of my graphical issues with it. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I have G-Shade installed for Final Fantasy as well. So, you know, I, I have gotten to that stage in my life where I'm apparently now so snooty about the quality of my games. I just got shaders for days. Well, these two games are um, about the same age. One, let's see, Final Fantasy came out in 11. I know they reworked it, but then 12 was this game. I think it was 12, 2012. So they're, you know, they're both long in yeah. the tooth. I think this graphic stuff is cool that you can even do it. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's good. I'm going to stick with it. I want to play, I want to play it more. Um, it's just hard for me to find the time. Yeah. Um, despite that, there is a game on my list that I got to fess up to play, oh my even Lord. though I didn't put it on here. It's not, I didn't play Orc Massage, which is what everybody's <laughs> going to guess. It wasn't Orc Massage. But I was hesitant to mention it because people are just going to be like, God damn, John, just skip the, skip what John's been playing on the segment on the show if this is the path we're going to go down. Yeah. I don't get a lot of time to play games to begin with. Yeah. And for some reason, on one of the few nights that I had ample time to play games, I reinstalled the original Final Fantasy <laughs> Pixel Remaster, and I started playing through the first Final Fantasy what? again. Oh, what? really? Why? Yes. <laughs> Why? What for? Just because? I mean, I, don't I just wanted to. I just was like, in the, in this world where we talk about it all the time, there's so many games. There's so many games. So many I, well, games. Well, I'm relieved. I, I just <laughs> wanted. I just wanted to play Final Fantasy again. Not was, on stream. Yeah. What do you think he was going to be? Were, I thought you were going to be playing Roblox. <laughs> oh, I'd rather, no, I'd rather no, you no, played no, Orc okay. Massage or Dominatrix Simulator or anything yeah, else but Roblox. Yeah. I'd rather you play Solitaire than Roblox. I was really worried. No. I'm not going to say it'll never happen because there may be a day where it's like, oh, I got to bond with the kids. Mm, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> different. That's, that's, that's parental duties. I'm not going to hold yeah. that against you. You know, yeah. play what the kids play, but. Sure. So, of your own volition? No, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, absolutely not. No, but I could see this. Um, you are the most true blue Final Fantasy fan I've ever met. There are people that love yeah. people love <laughs> the MMO or they love the other games or they have one they think fondly on, like seven everyone says they love or whatever. But John's like as hardcore about that stuff as anyone I've ever known. So I really am. This journey through all the games has been uh, just incredible. You know, I always, I always said I was not much of a Final Fantasy guy. I liked Chrono Trigger. I still think Chrono Trigger is probably the best game uh, SquareSoft made up to a point, at least. And but Final Fantasy as a series has been amazing, and I have enjoyed every single game in it, even two, which is like the black sheep of the family. But like, it, I even that one, I think there was a lot to get out of it. Uh, so much so, my wife uh, got me a birthday present, um, and it's we're putting it up in the bathroom, and it's the like Final Fantasy menu system with the little hand pointing at things, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. when you're selecting your option. Yeah. And it, it does it says like fight magic item, and then at the bottom it says poop. That's great. And the hand is pointing to the poop, and we're we're putting that up in the bathroom. That's amazing. Uh, I love that. 
you know, it's all Final Fantasy themed around here these days, uh, and I'm really enjoying being surrounded by that aesthetic. So That's great. It's it it's what I got back into. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I also named the characters because you get to pick all the four characters' names. And I was like, all right, well, I want to be a red mage. And then I was like, I want to have a thief. I just named it after my son because that seemed like the nice thing to do. Sure. Uh, make him a thief for some reason. Yeah. And then you have the white mage and I named that after my wife. And uh, then you have a fourth character. And I didn't want to pick another one of the kids because then that felt like, you know, OK, well, now one person's getting excluded. That seems mean. Uh, so I didn't know what to do. And it was going to be a monk. So I just named the fourth character Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Fortnite. You think you got all the cool uh, <laughs> bullshit? Yep, so wow. that's that's what that's what the new adventure is. I love it. I don't know if I'll stick with it. I do need to still play uh, you know, other more relevant things, which thankfully I did. We'll get to my last game. But uh yeah, I did play Final Fantasy. This last one I have Final serious Fantasy. levels of of curiosity about is the Disney Dreamlight Valley game. And I saw this on all over the place. It popped all over the place. So it got a lot of attention, a surprising amount of attention. Yeah. I didn't think anybody was going to care about this game. Yeah, I didn't but either. A lot of people are talking about it. Uh, it is on Game Pass. So I we talked about this uh, last week um, as a thing where I said, I am so grateful for Game Pass because in a million years, I would never buy this game. Yeah. But if it's on Game Pass, I will try this game. Yeah. And I loaded it up and it is pretty much exactly what it seems to be billed as it is a disney animal crossing-esque little adventure um it's not bad i haven't played a ton of it so just to be clear i'm not very far i don't know how the gameplay loop is going to ultimately look i'm still doing early quests and stuff like that i met merlin my big issue is there there it is is microtransaction-y. Now, it's not in your face about it. At, at no point did I get a prompt, but I did go through the menus and like hit a menu where it was like, it's the Pixar event. And I was like, well, what's this? And they're like, buy the Pixar Super Pass to get all the... And it's like a Game Pass type deal. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it honestly, it just reminded me, uh, like, first pass. of all, it did put me off of the game a little bit. Like, yeah. that was when I was like, okay, yeah interest in this has waned yeah um but the uh, it reminded me of what my fear is with diablo 4 uh which was i checked out the pixar pass right and i opened it up and i was like what can you get and it's like you know you want to dress your avatar up like they're uh, in one of the incredibles costumes like that's locked behind this paywall and it just made me think and i was like well i wonder how much stuff Cause you think like, okay, well if they have the Disney properties and if they have all this stuff, like, yeah, surely this will be in there and this will be in there. Well, I wonder how much of this is now going to be behind a paywall instead of something that's just readily available in the game, yeah. uh, which is my big concern about Diablo four, how much cool armor is in the game versus which is in the, you know, seasonal passes. Like if it feels kind of equivalent, that's nice. If it's, not if it's like here's your bullshit and then here's the nice stuff you got to pay for yeah. that doesn't that doesn't feel right and that kind of was how this felt a little bit to a degree um but i'm gonna probably stick with it i'll probably have more to say next week because i do want to get more into what the game actually is right now i just kind of ran around and collected tools and um cleaned up the environment 
I do think that it's a little weird. They put this sparkly effect on all the Disney characters yeah, that, that I find incredibly distracting and I hate. <laughs> uh, I need to see if there's an option to turn it off. I don't know why it's there. Like maybe it will be a story thing and they'll be like, well, they all got sprinkled with magic dust or something. I don't know. Um, I think it's there to like make you go, oh, look, a Disney character. But it is like distractingly annoying. Yeah. So I I want that to go away. I hate it. Something terrible. Like seeing Merlin was there. The fact that they don't do voice lines, they do the like you get a a little bit of dialogue repeated. So like you talk to Merlin, he's like, hello there. (laughs) And then like you read text that was not hello there. Ha ha. Yeah. And then after a while he goes, Oh, and you know, so it's that kind of dialogue, which I also don't like when they do, but that stuff's fine. That stuff's ignorable. The fact that everyone sparkles for no good reason is really distracting. I'm getting a real Sims meets animal crossing kind of vibe. You know, that's fair. Kind of the Sims, yeah. Sims, the characters look like Sims that you play. The humans in this look like Sims. Yeah. It uh, had a decent, like, not insanely advanced, but it had, you know, robust enough character creator. Like, I was impressed. You can, uh, they don't do anything uh, restriction-wise as far as gender, which is always fun. So, you know, I, I like that. You can go in and do whatever you want. You can be a lady with an awesome handlebar mustache if that's what you want. And I'm all for that sort of freedom. If they make what you want. And, uh, I, I thought that was fun. And I, I think the character creator is nice. I think the world looks kind of nice. The little bit of gameplay I got to do, it felt good. Uh, it's mostly just microtransactions and sparkly characters that are the negatives at the moment. But I do think this would also be a good like family game. Yeah, you know? I keep like, hearing like people who I didn't expect to care about this sort of thing are like, oh, you've got to play this new Disney game. It's really good. It shouldn't be good, but it is. And, and this sort of thing. I didn't expect any of that out of this. I thought this would be like a throwaway garbage. I mean, Gameloft is the dev. Freaking yeah, game loft. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, what oh, else shit, do you expect game from game loft? loft? Oh, get it away from me. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. And this seems like more of a premium thing for them, less of a mobile game. But well, um, maybe they're pivoting or trying some stuff out. Maybe. Yeah. There really is nothing, no reason why game loft can't make a good game. No, they're. I'm they're, not going to tell people to go out and buy this game uh, based on what I've played so far. But I will say if you have Game Pass and you are curious, it's, it maybe is worth a download at least. All right. I wonder what the Metacritic on this is. I'm just curious. Uh, critic. Let's just see. Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. Oh, they're not up yet. Okay, so we're still waiting for a bunch of this to get reviewed. I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm curious if this has got real legs because I normally I don't like tie-in stuff because I don't trust it. Just I don't no, know. No, that's that's what my wife said. She came in and she goes. What's Disney? Is she she goes. Is this like Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing? I was like, yeah, you got it. And she goes, like Disney needs to rip off original <laughs> property. And I got like a whole spiel about it. And I was like, okay, okay. And she's yeah. like, they make a ton of money. They don't need to be ripping off Stardew Valley and all that. I was like, I agree with you. I was showing you because you saw the trailer and you said you were interested in it. Yeah. And I pulled up the trailer and started playing. And she watched the trailer and she went. Okay, well, tell me more about it after you play. <laughs> so away. So yeah. I just think that there is there's a there's an acceptable amount of, of uh, skepticism that I think people feel, and I think that's good, and I think it should be there. But there is this like 
you know, these are universes that, you know, are beloved to a degree. And it, it is, it looks nice. It sounds nice. Like it's fun world to play in. And I, I think it's kind of at odds with those two things. What's and the, where what's you the, land on that? What's the square? Uh, uh, I can't think of it all of a sudden. The square Disney crossover game. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. I'll bet the Kingdom Hearts people are stoked. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're just like, yeah, put it all together. Mash it up. Let's go. They're used to that. I'm not so much from Disney anyway. Uh, if these are Marvel characters, I might be way more interested, but I'm going to check it out. I've heard good things. So I downloaded it. Just need to give there it a shot. Thanks, there Game Pass. There you go. Uh, what else here? Um, that's it for your list. That's it for me. That's my list. Hey, Bo, tell us about your uh, re- revelation in 166 megahertz yeah, gaming. Had a busy gaming week, and uh, it's not VR related, everyone. So, for those of you who need a VR break from me, well, you're going to get it this week. So, there you go. Mm. Um, I, their Labor Day happened, there yeah. were Labor Day sales, and I got it in my head. I've had it in my head. I bought my sweet PC. It's been six months-ish, maybe, mm-hmm. March, April. Yeah. So April, May, June, July, August. Yeah. We're on about six months. Getting, you know, I have a 31-inch 1080p monitor. It's 60 megahertz maxed out. And I just happened to catch, you know, the sales. And I was like, oh, shit, I need a monitor. Is this a good weekend? What are the prices like? I didn't really price these out. At first, I wanted to buy 4K. Or 1440, but I was angling for 4K. I wanted 31 inches. And then I, as I started researching the price and stuff, I'm like, I might as well get like a refresh. I want a refresh rate upgrade too, right? And like those monitors are over a thousand. I couldn't find a good anything that was on special was sold out. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's hit a different price point. And so I was like, I either have to decide between 4K, 60, 60 refresh. But what about just a higher refresh on the 1080p? Anyways, I ended up finding a good deal on a monitor. It's a 31-inch 1080p monitor, normally priced around the 550 mark. Yeah. I got it on sale for 300. It's good. It's got like low ping. It does 166. It's not even like the standard double. Like it's like ultra mega refresh rate. Mm. <laughs> it's 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 like an LG Ultra Gear something like that. It's a sick monitor. Um, I and I was a little nervous because I was like. What difference is the like how much like it's still 1080p like what am I really getting? But my logic was, uh, my computer can render Doom Eternal at like 200 frames per second, but I'm not getting all the frames on my you know what I mean? Like it's a waste. Like why render all those frames if my refresh is 60? Yeah. So I'm pleased to report that I love my purchase. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. Why dude. I was living in the dark ages for so long? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody told me that, like, why are you gaming in 60 mega? Like, what? Because everybody, everybody thought 60 people. frames per second would last us forever, and it's all we ever needed. But it turns out it really is just the baseline and and this 120, yeah, and like, I, It needs to be hyped up a lot. But listen, you're not getting a graphical explosion or improvement of any kind. But the feel, like, when I, I logged into Heroes, it felt like I was playing in butter. Like, if you could <laughs> animate. Yeah. The screen and butter. That, that's just the... I'm like, oh, it's so silky. Everything is so... I'm getting all 166 frames. Like, it, instead of blinking 60 times before my eyes, it's blinking 166 times. And it just looks so good. Holy shit. That's awesome. I love um, that. Like, it's been a... So I've been like... what I've been trying all my games. I'm like, oh, I want to play everything at 144. Like, 
And, and, you know, I really discovered the refresh rate thing because of how important it was with my Skyrim VR tinkering. Because mm. I bought an overlay to test out frames. It turns out I'm only getting 45 frames per second, which is really bad for VR yeah. um, in the headset. But VR technology has a, I'm not sure, I wouldn't call it AI, but it has a way to interpolate frames when you drop so you mm. don't notice it. That's why my experience has been okay. Mm-hmm. But like a like a little weird. There's a little weird. So I feel like I'm still getting like a high refresh rate, but... Oh no! It's intelligently dropping in frames. You know what that is? That's that thing that TVs yeah. get—that smart mode or that uh, smoothing mode that everyone hates on TVs. Yeah, it's, it's something like that, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, so I was learning a lot, and I'm like, just really valuing the importance of high refresh. The MetaQuest is going to go to actually 120. MetaQuest Two is going to be natively 120 refresh rate, and I'm like, so then I'm like, oh, I see the importance for refresh rate because if VR world has to be like life. Like you don't want any disruptions to frame rate. It's mm-hmm. not like when you're playing a flat screen game and it dips to 30, you get it. Oh, it's dipping to 30. Like you just want to never have that happen. It makes yeah. people sick and it's not fun. Sure. Um, so then I was like, okay, let, I'm like, I, okay, I'm not increasing my resolution, which sucks because I know my card can handle it. But I think my plan is going to be the 40 series are going to get announced soon. I'm going to save up some scratch for, I'm going to try and get like in the, the high tier because I've got a 60. I'm going to, See if I can't angle and get a high tier graphics card for the next generation. Sure. Or maybe a 3080 Ti or 3090 if they go down in price. Yeah. Or I get to use one. Um, and then I'll do the 4K. Um, so for now, I'll settle on the 166. And man, like every game just feels so much better. Yeah. I log, that's why I'm like, let me log into the Ascent. How does this look? And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, like, a, it's that's ju- already a pretty I game. don't. I feel bad for myself on my sixty frames per second ass, like <laughs> playing games, like thinking it was hot shit. Like I'm like, it's it's like I recommend it like wholeheartedly. It feels so good to play all these games yeah. at a high refresh. It's rate. a huge difference. Um, I ended up with a fourteen forty p, not not four k, but with a hundred and forty four k refresh, and that was humongous change for me. Like I don't even care about 4k now i care mostly about that frame rate yeah the frame rate like it really makes a difference on just how good and smooth and like because most video you even watch on your monitors are still at 30 or 60 frames so it's like it doesn't really affect those too much yeah so you you have a hard time like imagining what that might be like but it's just because of the vr headset i'm like oh I, i get what a high frame rate does and i'm I'm happy. I was concerned it was going to be a waste of money. Like, yeah, just another monitor. Yay, higher refresh rate. But I'm like, even scrolling through Steam or my mouse looks like it's piercing butter and swimming in butter. Like, I'm just like, why have I not done this? I feel like such a dumbass. I never felt more like a dumbass and happy to not be one anymore. <laughs> so I think people don't sell it hard enough because a lot of the video before buying, a lot of the videos are like, 166 or 140 is not necessary unless you're playing esports, and it doesn't really make you that much better, but some people prefer it. It's like, you guys need to be saying, throw out the 60 frame, donate it to someone who can't afford a better monitor, and buy, if you can afford it, buy yourself a decent, if you're a PC gamer and you're spending money on this stuff, go high refresh rate. Yeah, TV as well, I would recommend. My my TV does 120 uh, hertz, and I, my, the Series X supports that for a lot of games, and it's oh, good, good. huge difference. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I didn't know about that. That's why I was curious about console performance 
And I'm like, oh, I'm glad to hear that about the Xbox. Yeah, I don't think good. my Series S probably is going to do that, but it might at the lower resolution. It may, you know, not a. 4K, oh yeah, it might but. at 1080p. But my TV definitely is locked at. I bought it a long time ago, so I'm pretty sure it's locked at 60. But yeah. um, it might go higher. Maybe I have to look into it. But um, I can just because I have like two LGs. Like I've got my Gamer Extreme frame rate, and I've got the 60 frames over here. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was able to get them both 31 inches, so they're perfectly even and matching. Mm. Um, and side by side, like this used to be an amazing monitor, and now it's like the shit, the shit vehicle. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, gaming on this thing. Oh, I'm <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's actually the reason I stopped doing the ultra wide was because the refresh rate on the ultra wide was, uh, I think you know, at best 60 and I tried out a, uh, high refresh rate monitor and went, you know what, even, even compared to ultra wide, which I loved, I still love this. It it just looks and feels better to have the higher refresh rate. It really does, man. Like I'm, I'm a believer. I'm joining the cult of refresh rate. Yeah. Um, they have, they have ultra wide 144 Hertz ultra wides, but they're really, really expensive. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything that's why because I wanted to get a 4K and a high refresh rate, and I didn't realize like you're dropping a thousand easy on the oh, monitor, easily like, yeah. at the lowest price. And I was, uh, and you're not getting 31 inches, that's for like the 25ers or 20, you know. And I'm like, oh, oh, this but now too bad. I want like <laughs> I really want a like 31 inch 4K. <laughs> you know, I, I want the Gonzo monitor. I'm like, it's gonna look so good. So I did find um, LG has a one called the Ultra Gear 34 inch. It's a 21.9, so ultra wide. This one will do 160 hertz, so pretty much maximum there. G Sync, uh, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I got G Sync on mine. Six forty nine, not bad. Oh, that's the other thing. G Sync is what is so that? Four K or fourteen forty? That one's fourteen forty. Well, thirty four forty by fourteen forty, so it's ultra wide. But yeah, fourteen forty. Oh yeah, like there were a few. I didn't want to go ultra wide, and there were a lot of curved options. I wanted flat. Yeah. Uh, Some people know. like the curve. I, I don't. It doesn't do it I, for me. The thing it was like it, it was Labor Day sales, so like I I walked into uh, Memory Express here, uh, like it says your version of CompuCenter or something like that. There, so, uh, yeah. so like yeah, I had to go get it. They had one left in stock. I was just like, let me go grab this and I'll have it right away. I was super excited. Oh, it's like Christmas at your house. I love it. But like, if I wait for an online sale, probably I get to find a good price, like a Dell or, or some vendor like that has a sale at some point. Like now that I know I want it, yeah. <laughs> I just sit here. I'm like, I spent three thousand on a computer and let me just. Uh, you know, game on my Volkswagen equivalent of a monitor, you know, like Uncle Buck's monitor, you know, like, sure, so sure. I was really, that, that was just, yeah, like playing in Tears of Butter, like so good. <laughs> so awesome. Don't let anyone tell you you don't need a high refresh rate. Like you, you don't get it, but like if you can afford and you're upgrading it, think about it because I think it's important yeah. now that I have it. It's really nice. Yeah, and some of, there's some pretty good sales on these right now, so it might be a good time to look. Um, and I, I just like how unnecessary mine is because I also my refresh rate is 166. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm sure you don't need anything beyond 120, but I'm like, crank it, crank yeah. it all the way. Yeah, chat room says 2K at 144 hertz is the sweet spot. I agree. That's kind of that's where I'm at, and it's it's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. I don't yeah, care. and I mean, you know, getting a 4K like my 3060s, it's probably going to be not. I probably need a better graphics card for 4K to begin with. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, that's why I'm not in a rush. I'm going to check out the graphics card situation and 
maybe make the switch but all right so tell me about how the ascent was because you made me reinstall it and play the ascent again yeah so so, so th- uh, speaking of which the ascent was a game that launched when i had my old computer and it didn't run the best yeah and i tried to stream it too at the same time and it really didn't run the best but it was on Xbox. So I'm like, okay, I played on Game Pass, but you know what? I didn't. I don't like playing that game on controller. Not because like I play sound. I can play twin stick shooters the controller, but that has like a ducking mechanic, mm-hmm. and I just found it kind of extra annoying. Also, the aiming's really precise. Like if you play a game like Heroes, usually you got to aim for the hitbox on their feet, yeah. and a lot of games are like that. Like just get generally around them. But in this game, headshots are headshots. Oh yeah. In the 3D space, so it's. You got to like aim a little higher than their feet. Like there's some adjusting to how the aiming works in this because it's very precise with the red dot, like in 3D space. Uh, it's not a very forgiving collision detection, mm-hmm. but it is accurate once you get used to it. So I didn't enjoy it, um, especially with the ducking and the, the aim down sights button. There's just too many buttons to press all at the same time on the controller. Um, and then I remembered when I was looking for games to check out my 144, I saw the Ascent on sale and the, it had a DLC. I was like, oh, there's DLC for it now. There's a new zone. Awesome. So I bought it and I played it all the way to the end. This game is, it's, it, it's really strong in some ways and it's really like, I wish there was more in some ways. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like I, the I really situation. like it. There's I, no I, I, classes or gear progression. You know, it's very much a shooter. Like, here's your guns, level them up. It's very basic. There's you know? gear, but it's not. You're right. It's not the same as like itemized Diablo level sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, like that's where it's like I put it in the twin stick shooter cat category because it's like it's lacking a few key features for me to call it an actual ARPG. Yeah. But I really want it to be that because the actual moment to moment gameplay, like aiming mm-hmm. and dodging and the abilities on the weapons are very cool. Like it's awesome. The environments, I was talking to John a lot about this last week. So sorry, John, if it's a repeat, um, the environments are gorgeous. Yeah, like I wish more games took as much time to make their environments as like, it's, it's like um, architecture porn. Basically, yeah, it's really special. I don't know. It's almost like the game shoots itself in the foot a little bit about that because it has some of the most incredible environment design I've ever seen in a game. Period. Yeah. But does the rest of the game live up to that level that they've established with that environment stuff? Because it's so cool. Yeah. Like I want to yeah. be I, in there all the time. I think it. Like I think the basics are there. I just think progression. Well, like I got to a point once I got to the expansion. I have a giant turbo hammer. And a lead set of armor, and I just one shot. I just run around like a football player, one shotting everyone with the hammer. I'm like, this is. It stops being fun because everything's just too easy. I'm not even using the gun system anymore. Like if you're using the best weapons, right? Yeah. So like it starts off tactical and strong, but once you get any hint of power, it's pretty much a cakewalk. You yeah. know, like once you, yeah. And like I tried a new game plus, and it's still enjoyable, but it's just too easy. Yeah. So they they're missing that progression. But man, do you, like, you know how bad yeah. I would kill? I would kill for a game that I don't know what to compare it to, like Fallout. Maybe you still keep it action, but this world deserves more. <laughs> like this yeah. is the most real, hyper realized, at least visually and, and kind of even auditorially, the most hyper realized cyberpunk space I've played. I love that. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, um, you know, the, the writing's okay, you know, but it's good. It's a cut above basic. Like, I, I like Poon. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, uh-huh. Put that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> put that on the internet. Poon, Poon is a character. I like Poon, and I like, you know, it's got all the tropes of cyberpunk. It's one corp taking the care of another corp, and there's yeah. a shadow corp, and it's corp, corp, corp all day. Yeah. 
like I think the fictionalized world, there's there's I like what they've done with the races and, and it's kinda like there's aliens but nobody talks about that. Yeah. And it's on another planet. We're not on Earth. It's a cyberpunk world on a space planet. So it's like it, it makes it feel new and unique because a lot of cyberpunk is near future Earth yeah. uh, terribleness. And it's like, well, you know, it, it does the more Shadowrun thing of. Oh, yeah. Very much Shadowrun mixing, vibes. Yeah. Mixing more fantasy tropes, but still, it's still um, a corporate dystopia, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you start off as a janitor in the underbelly. And that's basically where all the shit of the giant megaplex gets <laughs> processed it's yeah. a giant it's a giant like toilet factory or yeah. whatever they call it sewer yeah. um no i really like that game i just i want more like i just want to play more and i want a real challenge i think they just kind of like ended it it feels like they had to release it so they they kept the game within a certain scope but it feels like there could have been so much it could have been an 80 dollar game with so much more in it Oh, there's so many, like, yeah. I I just feel like the world building is so strong that you could have made a bigger, more large, way larger in scope game than what they gave us. Uh, but that being I said, think, I, I I feel like it's just a joy to shoot in and it feels good. It, running it also feels like a shame to move so quickly through a lot of the environment. Like, this would be better as a turn-based, turn-based yeah. RPG because... Look at this sweet architecture. 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 <laughs> let me run past the real. Let me run past the sweet architecture real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I only got to see it for two seconds. I, you almost want to linger and have a fight or something. It feels like. I feel like this game was bigger. Uh, Imagine it much bigger than it was and it launched as is. You know. So. Well, maybe they've got a chance to do something cool with a not maybe a direct sequel, but you know they've got all these assets. They have a pretty amazing world built maybe you could do something i don't know and I don't know. and another thing they did a lot too is they really populated it with npcs like just like a gta or something like you feel like it's a cyberpunk world it's not like it's just enemies and you and the only friendlies are in towns yeah it's like there's people everywhere like don't shoot me oh no another crazy one like it's just that everywhere you go there's npcs like in a crowded metropolis and i really also appreciate that commitment to the world yeah. Um, I like that they did that too. I love this that, this game. How far did have you gotten? Uh, probably. Oh geez, I, I'm I'm still maybe second or third major mission in the above city space up okay. there. So not not super deep yet. I just yeah. barely installed yeah. it. It's still long enough. Like I found it was still a good twenty to thirty hour campaign with the DLC and stuff. Like, there's a you know it was a whole Sunday <laughs> whole Sunday for me. Like I played all day. Yeah. It was good. Nice. All right. Well, I'm gonna play more of this for sure. Oh, and uh, yeah. the Runs great on Steam Deck, everybody. I played it there as well. Yeah, it looks very good Steam Deck friendly. Yeah. How did you find the controls, though? I Fine. Think I, have um, I didn't have too much trouble with the but... controller. I'm, I'm, I know what you're saying about the precision and the duck and the, the high and low and all that. Yeah, I just I wasn't successful and it frustrated me. It didn't. It's not bothering me too much, but again, I'm not far enough to say whether. You know, but I like playing with the sniper rifle. Like there are guns whose like there's flamethrowers and stuff. So you know you don't need or machine guns where you don't need. Yeah. I like to be like I'm going to kill you with as little bit bullets as possible and just go puk, puk, and get headshots. So yeah. I like the precision of the mouse for me, but um, works fine. I'm sure it works fine for me. It's fine. Yeah. Control. The only downside on the uh, uh, Steam Deck is the text is pretty tiny um, for some of the descriptive text and some of the dialogue. So reading yeah. that's really hard on a smaller screen if you have eyes that are less than 100 percent great. Uh, so I that would be the only thing. Yeah. I wish they let you scale some of that, but uh, you know, whatever. 
It's fine. Uh, I'm just watching the video you're showing too. It's so good. The I know. It's so, so uh, I just want to hang out it's in so, there. Yeah. I just want to like, draw. Oh, I love it. They did like, they, it's the star of the show is the, the environments in there. Like, oh, hundred percent. Hands over. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, all right. So you played a bunch of that. What else you got? You got your, oh, Rim Dawn. Fine. We've talked about this yeah. game so much yeah, yeah. and I've talked about, oh yeah, I played a little bit. I played and you know, Again, I got the 160. I'm trying everything. I'm playing Doom Eternal. Like a lot, I played a lot of stuff I'm not going to talk about in here because I just got in to see the refresh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Doom yeah. Eternal is so good with the refresh rate. Uh, like, um, I was like, you know what? I, I, the Ascent put me in the mood for an ARPG. And I was like, am I really going to try? I did try to play Diablo 3. I actually wasn't that impressed with the refresh rate in Diablo 3. Mm. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, it animates better. I've played this game a billion hours. I can't do it. I just yeah, can't do same. it. Same. I'm same. done. Um, and I was like, you know, I keep jilting Grim Dawn. Let's crank it open. Let's see. Let's see if it hooks me. And I finally played to a point where it did. I think the big turnoff with this game is, you know, you go from Diablo three with well animated spell effects on your heroes. And I got to say it's underwhelming going from transitioning from Diablo three to Grim Dawn. It, you know, like they look a little more dinky. I'm sorry. Sure. They just do in no. comparison. No, yeah. they do. Okay. Um, and that's a big part of the fun of playing a class. However, this is um, this is an ARPG's air. Like, in a post-immortal world where you're like, let me get this casual experience playing an ARPG. Immortal, you know, has all that baggage. Mm -hmm. So this is more complex than Immortal mechanically. In fact, it's a fully featured ARPG. has item science, randomized loot, it has a lot of abilities, a ton of build depth. And I started off playing an Inquisitor mm. and, and it's auto attack based. So I'm like, I'm not even going to use that many skills. Like the guns are just cool. And just like, and I was having a good time. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I, I got to their version of Leoric, which is Warden Krieg. Yep. Um, but I was like, okay, all right. I was still having fun. I was like, still not impressed. And then I got to the second zone and it started to be more outlaws. And then I got to my du a dungeon, which is not a main story dungeon. I don't think it's like a side questy kind of thing. Yeah. And it was really deep and it had three levels and it lasted a long time. And I all of a sudden was like, I really like this game. Once you hit level 30 or so, then you start having a lot of abilities, a lot of points. Yeah. And the item science kicks in. Oh, yeah. And I got to 30 on the Inquisitor slash Necromancer, and I was like, actually, I don't know if I want to play this. And I started a second character, and now I have another level 30. Uh, that's Necromancer slash Arcanist, because, because you start with two classes so early, and you can't switch. It's very cheap to respec. You can. It's just like basically Diablo 3. You know, you can respec your runes at any time. Yeah, you just can't respec. You spend a bit of money, and you can just respec yeah. all your shit. Like, it's very flexible. It has a transmog system, so you can always look cool. Yeah. Um, and it starts to get fun. The Necromancer's fun. I have like eight skeletons and a big fleshy poison dude, and I shoot out magic missiles, and I'm like, you know what? I'm liking this. Mm. The monsters are cool. The game is buttery. It looks nice. The music's pretty sick. It's got the Diablo 2, its own version of Diablo 2 vibes. Grim Dawn is like uh, criminally underrated, and I think it's because for as the first impressions go, I don't find it very strong on first impressions. Um, however, now that I've gotten into it, I like it better to be Torchlight. Why did I play Torchlight three at the Torchlight three is such a train wreck. Like, um, this is a really good ARPG that isn't games as a service. Like I've tried the path of exile. I've tried the lost Ark. 
I don't love it. I I hope I like Diablo Four, but like this is like a standalone. You're playing a game, learning item science. There's this rudimentary story, which is great. I don't want a big big lore, and the ARPGness of it is is well programmed there, yeah. and done and yeah. feels good. And and now that I, you just have to give it a bit of a chance and get to the second zone, mm-hmm. and then that. Uh, RPG brain starts to kick in, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, this game is is so awesome!" So, um, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be playing it for a little while. I really like Grim Dawn. the The thing I liked, one of my favorite things, is was you as you get a little bit further. Maybe it's right around where you're at. Uh, there's an option to turn off any items that hit the ground that are under whatever quality level you want. So, oh, good. Yeah, then I I want to do that because definitely I've graduated to greens and blues. I don't yeah. want any yellows anymore. Yeah, yeah, that stuff will like, just poof and go away. It's a it was a little it's a little overwhelming at first because you you get plus ranks to all the abilities, but I don't know what they all are for the classes. So yeah. I'm like, is this good? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. what do I want? You know, that, they, initially the tooltips are pretty complicated. But that's how you learn over time, right? Is like you you start making incremental changes, and until you hit a wall, you don't really care about it. Like, oh, oh shit, I died here. Like they're actually hitting hard. I need to think about defenses. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm having a good time. I like all my skeleton pals, and I have 166 frames of the game entering my eyeballs. So <laughs> that's even like it's super buttery. Yeah. That game that looks game. good at those high frame I'm rates. happy. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really kind of stoked on Grim Dawn right now. Okay, good. That makes me happy to hear that. I really, yeah, I'm I thought a you big would fan. because you've constantly been saying, "Bo, you like Grim Dawn." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You sound like an idiot, and I should just play it." But it's I'm a, glad prop, I waited till a proper now, so. ARPG, but you know, yeah. all in all, well, no, in it's, it's, it's aces. It's 100 percent aces. Good. Uh, now um, tell me about your nightmare rocksmith thing. experience because this. So rocksmith plus is out this week. Yeah, I remembered yesterday. I think it came out Tuesday. I'm like, oh man, let me check this out. Guaranteed 20 bucks at least for the first month. By the way, real shitty promotion. If you own Rocksmith 2014, you can get three months for free if you sub for a year. But it has to be your first sub. I have to sight unseen sub for a hundred. I'm not doing it, Ubisoft. Keep your promo. (laughs) Junky-ass promo. You should just give me a month for free. Yeah. (laughs) You should just be like, you own it, try out a new product. Sure. Your promotion sucks. Um It's true. I, I, that's how I feel. It sucks. Sorry. Sure. Um, I'm I'm being a bit of toxic both today. I take it. I think I'm the villain of this week's episode. It's starting to feel like. Oh. But you know what? Well, I usually have friend. to ed- do that in post, but you know we're doing real time editing here, so. Those <laughs> are villain um, for but, the day. But um, I went to go pay for it, and the damn PayPal site just. So I'm in the Ubisoft Connect app, and yeah. then when I go to complete the purchase, it redirects me to the website, and then doesn't trigger my purchase. Mm. And when I purchase on the website, it don't do shit. I can't pay for the game. Mm. I tried it yesterday. Maybe it was busy. I tried it today. No bueno. I don't know if anyone over there is listening, but please, <laughs> I would like to finish my transaction. Maybe I should email the customer service instead of posting it here in the show. But <laughs> it's, done, but it's a really bad either. look if you like can't play their game on launch week. Like, oh my god, Ubisoft Connect is is problematic you know what i've learned i learned something here because this reminds me of what i had to do with uh with um the ccp uh launcher to be able to play cyberpunk on the steam deck you need this launcher to create the layer for the saved saved games um no big deal i don't mind when it's like a little panel quick login launch the game everybody can do that i don't care that's fine everybody and their dog make a little thin layer launcher fine 
But what I don't want you to do is make a thing that has to be minimized to the tray and run in the background <laughs> all the time and have a little uh, own, its own little store. For, F off! F off! Yeah, yeah. You know? You or be, have, like, weird pages. Like, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Ubisoft Connect is not... When it's just I'm not excited thin, to be in there. If it's I, a thin layer, like a really thin layer, that tells me you're gamer, you're game gamer focused. You care about Guild, what I my experience. Yeah. Guild Wars Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, great little launcher layers. Sure, right? they do have promotions on them. You can click them, news items. Yeah, but great. it's super yeah. clear. Log in, launch game, you're in. That's it. I don't mind that. That's fine. Do that. But Ubisoft Connect, I'm looking at you, EA, whatever you call yourself now. I don't like your desktop thing. F off, all yeah, of you. Larian has a good one, but for a company that doesn't have a lot of IP, you now log in through a through a launcher. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. I it, ran it that. It on only the... runs when you're running a game, so it's like... I don't yeah, know, perfectly it's, fine. I like and that runs great on Steam Deck as well. Just ran, no problem. Yeah. Plus, that thing has a touch screen, so if I got to select a like I agreed to these terms or whatever, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But when you make it a whole event... With a, running software, stuff down, running down below during the whole time. Freaking F off with this noise. Do stuff gamers want. Then you'll sell more shit. I promise. Yeah. Anyways, don't have good things to say about Ubisoft Connect. They, no. Apparently not. They, not with they, won't, they won't take my money. Well, on that note, on that dour note, let's do a <laughs> quick email and then uh, we'll get out of here. That's a good question. This email is from Ricky, who wrote in. He's also CactusBoy00 on Twitter. I like that name. It says, hi, guys. I listen to Core, and there will be dungeons for years. But aside from some fan art for TWBD I posted on Twitter earlier this year, I've never written in. After listening to the 825 episode of Core, it struck me that Bo and John both spent the majority, if not all of their weekly game time, on older games. I tend to be more like Scott, frequently jumping from game to game, and I think that's because I suffer from game FOMO. I think mine's different. I got like ADD or something. Anyway, with so many new and awesome looking games coming out constantly, I find myself frequently worried that I'm missing out on something. My game time is limited, so it aggravates me when I uh, spend even part of it feeling guilty about what I am or am not playing. Do you guys ever feel like you deal with this? If so, how do you get past it? Thanks in advance for your thoughts and especially for uh, constantly making me laugh. Says Ricky. P.S. I will never swim in a lake in Canada. (laughs) <laughs> why not well Bo because um, you pooped in one. Oh, somebody somebody asked me if I if you I don't ever, think you got any lake shitters in the US <laughs> <laughs> oh I guarantee we do I guarantee it I just don't know who they are um, you made me not want to swim in lakes period so nice come job. on like as I established there's shit in every lake it may not be human but like there's it's, definitely it's fish okay. it's, yeah. it's alright it won't go near you yeah. And I, I was thinking about this the other week. I have something to add about the shit in the lake story. Mm. Just as a point of order, because I think people are picturing like I shit and it's somewhere people can stand. Yeah. But it's like 50 feet or 60 feet. It's way down in the depths of the lake. So you're going down under when you do no, it? No, no, no. I was like treading water. Oh, but you're you're counting I, on a but like a I, I'm like out. I'm not. I didn't do it on the shore where it could wash up and the evidence could be found. Right? Like I swam <laughs> out. I swam out uh, to where it's just black. You know, you have to swim down fifty feet. Like nobody's going down there. You know, there's a, there's fifty feet of water between you and the. But ship. do you think it? Do you have a floater or do you have a sinker? You don't know. No, no, it's it's it sank. It sank. I don't think shit floats. I don't think any shit floats. Uh, oh, it does. Uh, how yeah. do you know that? 
because I flush every time I'm done going to the toilet. And sometimes it's at the bottom of the bowl and sometimes it's floating. I guess so. I don't know. I lay big pipes, so I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't really... I don't. I don't really have those little floaty nuggets. That I think you're talking about that much. I get a. I get an occasional floater, but th- and that would be my concern because no matter how far out into the lake you are, that stuff will get to shore. And now you got a floater on. the I side. had no floaters. Okay. Like I'm already submersed, and with the added pressure, it probably fired it down. <laughs> you had some pressure that like shot it down. That's well, I had, so I didn't tell the whole story, right? About why I shot in the lake because oh, like no. we were out on an island. Yeah. There's no outhouses. It's, uh-huh. it's nature for miles around. Nowhere to go. We're right. camping in tents. Yeah. It's like 10 dudes. So they dug a hole in the middle of the island, put a roll of toilet paper on a twig of a branch of a tree, and everyone just shits in the hole. And I got tired of going to the piss and shithole in the middle. Of the, it stinks. It's full of bugs and bees everywhere. I just wanted to have a serene, peaceful shit away from the shitting hole. So I shit in the lake, and I kind of held it for a long time. So I had to go really bad. Yeah. So it was, I know it was a, you know, it was a big laundry basket or yeah. whatever. Like, uh, it was a full, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was a full <laughs> laundry basket. I've never well, heard what, I, I don't know. It was a big, like, uh, you know, I had waited a while. It was a few days worth of backup, let's say, you know, yeah. so I was like, I got tired of shitting in the, the shithole with 10 other men shitting it. Yeah. I don't like you know that either. Mean? I'm with you there. You know I don't mean? like that. Like, I was like, I didn't, and before we went, I didn't really think about the shitting arrangement. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me be a man and not complain about the shithole. Yeah. Like, no outhouse, just a hole. Pull down your pants in the middle of nature and just shit, like crouch and shit. And I'm like, nasty. I got to, well, I also don't like spiders. So wherever there's flies, there's spiders, you know, and I'm, I don't love shitting in nature. Is that true? Wherever there's flies, there's spiders. But like, I'm, I'm like, I realize I come from, if, if you want to have a sense of like the kind of people I come from on my dad's side, watch Game of Thrones and look at the free folk. Like we do not kneel. Like that's, you know, we're wildlings essentially. <laughs> like that, that is like that side. So it's just like she, she, that stuff's sort of expected. Yeah. And uh, but I am part city boy, and yeah. um, I got tired of the shitting arrangement. I tried to hold it for a few days, and I'm like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. So. Th- it was one time, you guys, and that's yeah. why I went to the lake. So feel, have a little sympathy for me. I feel bad for it because I've had to. I had to stop a car once because of Guild Wars Two on Guild Wars Two launch night. I had to pick my daughter daughter up at school, and I had to stop the game. And suddenly, because it was like, oh, I got to pick her up. I got to go. All right, I stopped yeah. the game and go. Well, sitting down there playing that game all night had kind of you, you neglected the, your bowels right? yeah it kinked me i'd felt kinked and fine i get out to the yeah. car i'm like oh i gotta poop and i went all the way down there to yeah. get her at the school i'm like well if i hurry up i can maybe go at the school then i got to school I'm like, i don't want to go in high school it's gross <laughs> yeah this works out so much better good decision so i good grab decision. carter carter comes out i go get in the car quick she's like what's the matter i go just get in the car quick so she gets in the car quick we're driving. We're halfway home. The lights are slow. The people are slow. And I'm like, I can't do it. She's like, you can't do what? I go, hang on a second. I pulled over. I got out. I went to a construction site that is now a grocery store. And I found yeah. a giant pipe. 
And I sat on that big old pipe. What? You shit in the construction? Yeah, I did. His own pipe? I did. Was, that even, was, your, like, any, was your daughter watching? It was, this was after you picked up your oh, daughter, Oh, she was right? mortified. She was in the car mortified. You couldn't see those. It was night. It was dark, so you really couldn't I see what was going on. It was a Carter. She should draw. I heard this story, but I, for whatever reason, remembered it as you just went in the woods like a bear. Not no. that you went to a construction site. It was just right and there. And chat where some person has to go to work the next day <laughs> where someone was like hey reggie you want to grab me that pipe over there i don't know what it's doing i don't know what they like accents i don't know what hey. it's doing over there but uh you want to give me that pipe and he goes over and just Big dumper <laughs> Some there. Guy you're not gonna believe what is in this pipe right now man yeah no you're right you're absolutely right like i and now i when i go by that grocery store which is way kind of far from oh it's a now. grocery store this is probably in the ventilation they probably left the shit in there and it's probably Probably the air ventilation. Well, I think it's a sewer pipe. I think it's like the perfect pipe because I think it was a big old fat cement sewer pipe. It's a super pipe. What yeah. does that mean? Not a super, a sewer pipe, not super pipe. Oh. Well, how? I mean, do you really know if it's a, if it's a sewer pipe? I mean, he I don't actually know. That it's yeah, a sewer it could pipe. have been part of you know uh, the air ventilation moving Freon around. It's or a big like round uh, cement one, like a big one. How's the grocery store smell? Um, I don't. I haven't gone in. So I don't. I couldn't. Oh, I, don't tell you. Years I wouldn't been. want to go in either. You should go to this grocery store and say, "Excuse me, but ten years ago, I took a shit in a pipe when this was <laughs> under construction, and I'm I'm feeling guilty about it." I mean, can you check your pipes for a ten year old shit that and my daughter? She was so embarrassed. So we rush home after that, and uh, I get home and 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 I went right back down to playing Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> right back That's to playing. A, it. That's a hundred percent a gamer story. I have I know understand gamer shits. So you play for like fifteen hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. Feel fine, and then you're like, I'm gonna do another thing, and then all of a sudden, your ass is going to explode mm-hmm. with shit, mm-hmm. and you are nowhere near toilet because you decided it's the worst to not respect your bowels. It's happened a number of times to me. Yeah, um, usually yeah. not. Po- I don't have trouble podcasting usually, but like if I'm playing a game and I'm super focused, and then I've just forgotten myself, yeah. well, I got I got a poo. Yeah. Just got a poo. Have you been there, John? Do you relate to this story? No, <laughs> at all. I- <laughs> I basically live my life in constant fear of yeah. where I'm going to have to go to the bathroom if I need to and plan accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably did, me and Scott probably did a bit more. I, I, so here's the problem is I have lived with like a, a stomach issues. We'll just say general stomach issues my entire life. Yeah. Um, and going back to what we talked about on the pre-show, when my gallbladder got taken out, yeah. um, that did not help them. In no. fact, it made them astronomically worse probably got worse uh, and that's and, usually what and happens as a result um i i it's basically a coin flip if i eat food if it's going to upset my stomach and i'm gonna have to deal with it yeah so i i actually do as much as it's a joke to say i actually live my life in anticipation of what's my plan for bathroom if i need to use it because you need um, to know where they're at especially like at blizzcon yeah. i do this at blizzcon i'll be like there's one there's one and there's one okay yep so I can make it here if I need it. Like the year I had to do the the, the, the stage thing, 2018, um, you wouldn't believe how well I had those bathrooms marked in my head. All of them, <laughs> including the one backstage. I was like, okay, that one, okay. Because I just thought any second now, the nerves are going to kick in and I'm going to have to take a big wet one. And I got to be on stage. <laughs> You've marked every, every bathroom, every pipe. 
Yep. Yeah, I would, you I, know I'm where every lie. single one is. I'm not going to lie. I was stressed out about shitting at BlizzCon, too. It's stressful. There's so many people, and you don't want to like have an issue. And I'm, Even if there's a toilet nearby, there's nothing saying you're not going to get to use it for two hours. Let me know? tell you, that's part of the reason why the media pass really helped my BlizzCon experience. Yeah. I had far less anxiety about it. I was like, I'll go use the media pass. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, th- I'll thank Lashes forever for hooking me up. <laughs> did we all get in the Hilton? Like, I think she hooked me up with the Hilton one year. Oh, did she get you a Hilton? Which was, yeah, I can't remember that. what the circumstance. Yeah, because it was the year I got the media pass, and then she got me a room in the Hilton. And let me tell you, it was so nice to have a hotel room, like th- right next to the I event. I think it was hotel. With a window or, overlooking the, the walkway. It was amazing. I don't like, think I was I anything other than, ho- than Hilton. I don't think I've ever stayed. I mean, let me think. Oh, no, I did do yeah. one year at the Sheridan across the street, the one Patrick's yeah. always in. No, no, I felt like like a superstar. I'm like, I'm in the Hilton, the most no. important hotel. I was all arrogant and mad about it. Yeah. I've always been best. a walk away, but, you know, at the very least, the... But I, I think I told you guys this. I th- I've said this on the show that, like, my antisocial tendencies, I always took a break during BlizzCon. Yeah. Where I, I left the event and went back to my hotel and ordered a pizza. Yeah. And just sat in the hotel and watched the event on live stream from the hotel. Yeah. Ate pizza. Uh, with a with a with a with a pizza hut pizza. Yeah. And that was also like dedicated bathroom time as well. I was like, if I need to go to the bathroom, I got, I got one right hotel. here. That's right. I got got my hotel, got my pizza, watching watching the show. Yeah. Uh it, honestly really nice yeah <laughs> really looked forward to my i love uh, getting away from that stuff back. like i'm yeah. one of my favorite things to do at a blizzcon is to somehow duck away and go take a nap i loved it yeah. loved it yeah. it was rare but i love doing it and mm. uh, i do it again would do again all right, well, don't poop in a lake. But anyways, did we answer his question? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, we didn't, didn't we? even come close to talking about it. Not even a little bit did we talk about his uh, question. It's his PS. Oh. He did it to us. He did the PS, and that threw us off. All right, FOMO. I'll answer FOMO. it real quick. Yeah. I do think Scott has a different thing than what he's describing. Um, I genuinely do. Uh, because I wouldn't describe what Scott has as FOMO. No. This, like this is how Scott likes to game. Yeah. And so the distinction I would say is I do occasionally get that feeling of like, oh man, I should play this. I should play this. The way I avoid it is remembering how unsatisfying that is for me to play games. Yeah. I hate, you know, I, I like having stuff to talk about on this game, on the show, but I don't like coming on and being like, yeah, I played 30 minutes at Disney Starlight Valley. And I did, you know, oh, I played 15 whole minutes of this game. What an experience I had. Like, I, I look at my games library and I look down the list and I realize that every time I bought something because of game FOMO, I don't have a good experience until I genuinely go back to it with an interest in playing it. Yeah. Um, even great games like Cult of the Lamb, like I know that game is legitimately good. I'm going to have a fantastic time when I play it. But I picked it up as part of a game FOMO, like, oh, it's in the zeitgeist. People are talking about it. I better play Cult of the Lamb. And I didn't actually want to sit down and give it the time it needed. It was like, this will be good to talk about on core and people are playing it. I need to be a part of this. Yeah, I need I'm to be, sorry. I, I made it worse. The gamers are. I mean, I apologize to you formally. I made it worse by trying. I think I also ribbed you a little bit for only playing 30 minutes. And uh, sorry. <laughs> and so. And I, I look back at it and it's like, I don't have a great experience with that game. Why? Because I didn't really dedicate a bunch of time to playing it. And that's what I think that would be my advice. If you have game FOMO, think back to your experience playing those games. Did playing it in bite-sized chunks and going from game to game 
really make you appreciate and think, yeah, that felt good? Or did it just make you feel like you were part of the conversation and part of the community for a half a second and then you moved on and had to buy something else? And if it made you feel that way, just say, you know what? I'm going to buy experiences that I know I'm going to really enjoy and really be able to dive into. And I think that's where you are different, Scott, because I think you legitimately walk away from, I played it for an hour. I played it for an hour and a half. And you're like, yeah, it was fun. That was wonderful. That was great. And if that's how you feel about it, then I think that is your play style. You know, it's like, growing up in an arcade i went and played on this machine. it is kind of arcade you're right machine. jumping in jumping from game to game uh, the one thing i should say is it doesn't sound very economic to do that but because i've been lucky enough to get like tons of codes for stuff and sometimes i just get an email saying like the this upcoming um oh the weird one that looks like aliens uh the shooter what's it called callisto protocol no it's, no. it's it looks like H.I. Geiger art. I forgot. Oh, the Scor- yeah. Scorn. 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 Yeah. I got an email out of nowhere from the Scorn developer saying, hey, uh, we would really like your show. Do you want to code? Those, those so I got a code. thousand followers. So it was nice. And so I get that a lot. And because of that, and Game you Pass is similar. write back and say, hey, if you really like our show, you know there's two other people on it? Uh, yes. And they, and I did, I did <laughs> actually. I requested yeah, three codes. Yeah, we've gotten codes before, John. <laughs> yeah, I requested three codes. So we'll see. I haven't got mine yet either. But uh, when they do, uh, it'll be great because even though that's a Game Pass game and this is a bad example, but if it wasn't one, you know, I don't know if I'd even buy it or if I would, I, it, I would have to hear reviews first or whatever. But instead, I can kind of poke and play and go and do and because I've got you know two thousand games in Steam or something, me getting little pieces and bits has just always kind of been my way. I don't know if that's good, if it's bad. I don't know what it is. And the games yeah, I do you're... beat and play all the way through, they're usually special uh, experiences. Like I don't know, Wind Waker, or when I beat the um, what's that game called? The 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 Chinese or the Hong Kong uh, GTA like one. Oh, uh, Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. I love that game. I 100 percented it. Did you finish Ghost of Tsushima as well? No, I'm getting there. No, No, he's he's working on it, man. Don't (laughs) rush. Promise. He has till the end of the year. Yeah, he's got. Uh, The only reason I bring that up because that was the one game you promised to finish. Yeah, yeah, that's what you you didn't make any other promises. But there's a promise tied to that one. You're you're absolutely right. I think I wish that game. I wish that game was more. I Short. wish that was on my. <laughs> it's really good. I wish it was on my Steam Deck, to be honest. Like, I can't do that because Sony doesn't put it there, although I think it's coming there now. It'll be on uh, Steam at some point. But anyway, the point is uh, someone in the chat said it too. It says Scott, you know, makes a living from being part of the conversation. Yeah. And that's part of it too. It's like, I want to get this out. I want to say this. I want to discuss this. And to me, sometimes it's the broader issues that the gameplay brings out in me. It's like, I did this mechanic, therefore I want to talk to you guys about that mechanic. I may never even touch that game again, but it left an impression and it's worth discussion. And, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of the way I work it. Sometimes I admire when I hear Bo picks up a game and just has an entire Sunday and he beats it in 30 hours. Like, I haven't been able to do that in a very long time. So I kind of, I'm jealous of that a little bit where I can just go focus and I don't lose, you know, the thread. Even if I'm not loving it, there's still some value in saying, yeah, I'm going to play this to the end and really have a, a full, like, that's why I should never be allowed to do review reviews because, you know, I don't have time to finish the whole damn thing or the well, interest yeah. sometimes. I think that's, I think that's good. Also, like I have a lot of privilege, like I'm lonely. 
Uh, you guys have families and commitments and stuff. I live alone. I can you know, I can easily put down 12 hours and not have someone like, can you do something different with your day? Or can we go out to dinner? Or, you know, can we make love? And like, you know, I don't have any of those bothers. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making jokes. I'm not, I don't can, mean to make it sound Can we make like, love? <laughs> you know, go out there and boast as your bothers and you're holding me back and slam the door. <laughs> I want to make love, but he won't stop playing the ascent. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But, like, um, If I had to guess you know the, next, the next game I'm going to beat, if I had to guess its mainline story, is probably Cyberpunk, to be honest. I feel it. I can feel oh, that pull. you think pull. so? Yeah, I feel the pull. I don't know why. Just... If you skip just side missions, the game is not that long. Like if you kind of just do stick to main stuff too. Like yeah, you could probably get through it in a reasonable amount. I've of got time. some friends who love the side missions in that game and say make sure you do. I recommend I have, doing it all. I love yeah. that game, but you know, time being what it is. Yeah, I'll see what I can do there. I do like side yeah. stuff. I like clearing. I like clearing shit out. You know, I mean, go find the pedos and shoot them though. I recommend that one. And so I, I beat. Hey, I'm, I don't forget. I beat uh, Assassin's Creed Origins four years you later. Did? Yeah, you did. You sure did. That's the that's the game you beat. What's, yeah, what's our tally up to, by the way? Who? Our tally. What's our game finish tally up to? Oh, um, for me, it's still at for, the one. Like we have. We're getting. We're closing <laughs> in on year end, boys. Yeah, yeah we, we do need, have to start figuring it out. I we have need to our best out of the year. Which of the Final Fantasies I beat this year versus last year? I gotta gotta get to all of it. Which of the games I played five minutes of did I enjoy the most? <laughs> I mean category. that could be a list too. <laughs> that could be an award. Like, we could do an award show. Best five minute uh, fun. Sure. Like, sure. Most fun in five minutes. I think like, we should plan it out because usually we just do it like a week in advance. We're like, hey, it's the end of the year. We should do an end of the year show. Yeah. We should actually come up with the uh, fitting awards. I agree. Uh, for us, not a not a like we don't have to come up with a group decision. We're like, this is Core's game of the year. But you know, just give. Sure. Give our takes for various categories. Yeah, I think we can. How about most anticipated? Most anticipated. (laughs) Yeah, but we got to call them up on stage to receive an award for it. Yeah, that's right. It's only going to be four titles to pick from. Yeah, that'll be our. That'll be our. We're gonna we're gonna tailor everything we do after the game awards. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, no, we'll do. You know what, John's right. We got a lot of them out there. Maybe maybe they should vote on. We could have some voting, but that's my point. I think John's point, and I agree with it. We start thinking about it now. And uh, we'll be more ready at the end of the year. If we get a Google Doc and give people time to vote rather yeah. than just do a Twitter poll or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe if you guys have some categories like best story of the year, best core story. Yeah. Core or story. Core or story. Yeah. Sure. I think the only uh, problem with that would be remembering them. Mm. That like some stand out, Bo pooing in a lake, but I almost feel like that <laughs> wins because it's the only one we can remember. Yeah. Uh, we can put some blank items maybe in the poll if it's on docs and people can just write their own. Yeah, but I, if yeah. Uh, if we're doing if it's a competitive category, Bo pooing in a lake and Scott pooing in a pipe, I think Bo wins with the lake. I, just don't I think don't the know. Pipe well, the pipe not. was a recent revelation. Uh, that blows my mind that you were like, <laughs> yeah, I, got, I gotta processing. sit down. These buttons have, don't hover. I gotta sit on something. I gotta sit. John down. has fresh trauma. He do, he's still not sure. He's just he's, you know you're just reacting because you're like, what do I do with this information? What's great is the character. I like picturing you on the pipe though. That sounds <laughs> no, weird. No, it's but good I, to picture me there. It's a good picture. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, fine. But here's the thing: that character that I was working on before I left in Guild Wars Two. <laughs> Is my level eighty, uh, um, not mesmer, um, my level eighty elementalist, literally the same character. So when I play that character, I always kind of have this memory of like, 
Uh, when you were like level 12, I was pooping on the pipe. Oh, I shed in a pipe for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good quotable. Yeah. Clip that. Yeah. I shit in a pipe for you. Yep. That's perfect. And he even has an ability when he's using a stave. One of the abilities is a, 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 like an erupting um, lava eruption <laughs> that he lays on the ground. And so he can even invoke me taking a dump on a pipe by putting his his lava eruption on the ground because it kind of looks like a turd coming out of the world. That's an yeah. incredible story. It's yeah. like almost a felony. You know, like I don't, like, it probably is. <laughs> probably statute of limitations is up. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. And it's like it's shit. Everyone, every I think everyone has pissed or shit somewhere they're not supposed to in their life. I think if they haven't, they like, will. I, I had an yeah. ex girlfriend come home drunk and she couldn't wait to get in and pee at home so she pissed her pants in the elevator she's like i didn't make it <laughs> you know, she's like don't laugh at me and i'm like it's hilarious yeah. and, you know somebody had to clean up the elevator we didn't confess <laughs> she had to pee in the elevator so it oh, happens no, adults sometimes poo and pee their pants it happens sometimes they do we had a guy on our plane home from seattle that apparently had a little moment there oh shit did someone shit in their seat yeah it was in the back so we didn't we didn't catch wind of it but there was oh. there was rumors Back How did you? There were rumors, rumors spreading through the plane. There were. Hey, I don't know you, but I'm two seats back, and I just want you to know, guy back there. Shit. <laughs> oh, I like picturing that our dystopic society is so into Discord that there's a, fl- a, a Reddit for the fl- plane flight. This is my Discord it, server. It, 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 that did feel like it was like a little community for a while there. But I had an experience in that plane I want to share just real fast, and then we'll get out of here. They we're on the plane. I'm watching a movie because it's Delta's got the screens on all the things. So I'm watching a movie. It's only a two hour flight, so it's about a two hour movie. And the movie doesn't even matter. Um, Naomi Watts is in it. That's all that matters. It just came out this year. And so I'm watching it. It's fine. The movie is 100% like clean. There's not like sex scenes or anything. Oh, I saw your tweet about it. Like none of that stuff. And if you know, if you're watching the thing in a plane, the captain will cage you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're flying over the thing with the deal and the stuff. And, the, uh-huh. and it pauses everybody's film. So they have to hear what the captain says. And the little bar comes up, says special announcement. And then when it goes away, the film re- resumes. So I watched this entire movie that has nothing in it objectionable. But finally, this one scene comes up where Naomi Watts gets naked to get into a tub. And as soon as she's buck naked, nips out, stepping into the thing, Blit, Captain Bar. <laughs> um, and, and of course, we're, we're, at that moment, everyone's movies paused, so they're all looking around. Yeah, they're looking around, <laughs> and yeah. they see me. What's going on? I look like Joe Perv in the 15th row. It was terrible. <laughs> I was so annoyed, and I'm sure other people had worse because you could watch all sorts of movies. Did with anyone look at you and go, hmm? No, but the that. old guy next to me scooched away a little bit. Scooched, scooched away. away. Yeah, he no. scooched. Be like, like you don't want to see boobies on an airplane. Shut up. Him and his <laughs> wife. <laughs> Him and his wife scooched over a little bit, and it was annoying. All right. I need to dig into this a little more. And by the way, Naomi Watts is like mid to late fifties or something. She looks incredible. I don't know how she's taking care of herself. Nothing wrong with fifty-year-old boobies. <laughs> <laughs> No, there are not. There are not. Still, Mine are doing great. Good. They're I still, good, you know, there. I, I guess. got good boobs for a fifty-something. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what I'm apologizing about, but I'm just going to apologize. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, 
Go ahead and be hey, sorry. everybody, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm really I don't sorry. know why. Just know that I... I don't know why, but I got a gut feeling, so... <laughs> if I've disappointed you in some way, please accept my humble Expect apologies. Expect our apology early. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Before we do, patron love, uh, patreon.com slash core show is where you go to support this show, and I'd like to thank the following people. Seb, Martin V, Emery Fortune, Dean Larson, and Juna all joined the Patreon since we last spoke. And uh, that means a lot to us. Thank you guys so much for helping the show continue to grow. And if you like the show and haven't done so yet, go uh, sign up today for our Patreon, patreon.com slash core show. Hell yeah. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You can go uh, email us, talk to the core gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, core pod, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, of course, Bo Schwartz. And you can find the show live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, give or take. Uh, and it usually runs about three hours. So, you know, plan accordingly. Twitch.tv slash frog pants. All right. We got to get out of here. John, do you want to do any uh, sum up of the old lady sum up or anything? Sure. Or? We haven't done that in a while for yeah. uh, various reasons. And you're definitely so, feeling uh, better. So your voice is probably uh, yeah. in better shape. Yeah. Uh, so let's give it a shot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, old lady John, tell us what we missed <laughs> today. Well, in case you're wondering what the kids are talking about today and you want to be cool and hip and play a video game like they did, you can check out Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. That's a game that uh, it was. It came out a long time ago, but so did I, and I'm still kicking it. Curse to Golf, which John likes the title. It is very good. Gunfire Reborn, that's a shooter that the kids are into. Into the Breach. Jetpack Joyride 2, Guild Wars 2, Cyberpunk 2077, The Ascent, Opus Magnum, Disney Dreamlight Valley. I almost read 166 megahertz computer monitor. This is why you have to put just game titles in your list, Bo. It doesn't make any sense. The Ascent, Grim Dawn. And uh, Rocksmith, I guess. I don't know. He just sort of talked about buying stuff. But uh, I guess we'll say Rocksmith. Here's a shout-out to the game Bo can't buy. <laughs> I'll say uh, shout-out that way, Grandma. It's yeah. not cool anymore. Yeah, whatever. You guys will make up <laughs> we, we, we now say no cap. Oh, no cap. All right, that's it. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with more. And uh, we look forward to seeing all of you there. Thank you, chat. Thank you, everybody listening at home. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, everyone. Go play a video game. We'll see you tomorrow. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs> you would not believe my mama's chili. Dude, he's great.